Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Tuesday, June 13th, 2017. I'm Alex Kalafi, joined by a full crew of Nintendo News Reporters to talk about the Nintendo E3 2017 Digital Spotlight. We are joined by Canada's very own Donald Terrio. If you go to the LA Convention Center right now, it is apparently the most noxious body odor LA has ever seen, and that's saying quite a lot. Yeah, probably <laughs> what, since, uh, since the Lakers last one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we're also joined by that other voice, that, that other scoff you just heard, one Zachary Miller from Alaska. Hello, everybody. I was so excited during the so all was the, the festivities this morning. Was the Mario Odyssey dinosaur uh, true to life, Zach? I need to know. It was shockingly accurate. Probably should have <laughs> probably should have had some feathers, but I'm not going to fault him on that. Yeah, maybe you that can, was uh, a really good T-Rex. Maybe we can get get the guys out in LA to to give that feedback to Nintendo, being like, you know, put some feathers on that on that thing. They should do it. We're also joined by director of NintendoWorldReport.com, special guest who's been on most of the episodes since he stopped being a main cast member. Neil been, on, been on more of them since Zach. <laughs> what? Um, I've been. I think I've been more on more of the shows after I left the shows a regular than Zach has been on. Yeah, that's probably. And I'm Zach, trying to sell a Zach is a regular. <sighs> this but, is the big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the big E3 show. We we got E3 stuff, and we're going to be talking. Over an hour, probably, about 24 minutes of extremely fast-paced Nintendo Switch video. And I'm so excited. And although there are no winners of E3, Nintendo's thing made me the happiest. Although there are no winners of E3, there was a winner of E3. Yeah, it's the dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> that dinosaur yeah, won. I, I, I still say Nintendo is the runner-up to Devolver, but I'm going to lose that argument. So. Oh, jeez. Devolver had a wonderful Tim and Eric-esque 15-minute thing. <laughs> My favorite part was five months after Suda51 announced that he had a No More Heroes project in production, Devolver's big thing was that they were teasing Suda51, and then he finally shows up <laughs> in the press conference, and he's just this confused, bumbling Japanese man who doesn't know what he's doing, and then he tells him to turn off the camera, and that's the end of the press conference. <laughs> well, it was great because he was kind of just having a brainstorming session with himself on stage. <laughs> he was figuring out his next game live. <laughs> exactly. We got a window into his process. Yeah, Nintendo did their thing this morning. There was a lot of speculation from this crew and many others about what their thing was going to be. Was it just going to focus on Mario and a couple other holiday games? Was it going to be a whole Nintendo Direct? Was it going to be closer to their uh, similar stuff two years ago? And I would say it was a little of everything and a little of nothing, because it did have a very similar format to the Nintendo Directs of this year, but it also had a similar format to the uh, Nintendo Spotlights or digital presentations of, of two years ago. And at the same time, it was this own thing where Reggie had like a soliloquy at the beginning about <laughs> video games, and then he was on a pretty challenge in my hotel room. Did you see the chess table? I've been uh, I've been playing <laughs> video games. Games yeah. of video. What uh, are they? <laughs> how do they work? Video <laughs> games. 
it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm gonna be going into the chat real soon. But I want to start off. Well, yeah. well, first, first before before we get off of Reggie here, um, mm. if anybody if anybody listening or watching or on the on the panel here, if if you're gonna be a like auditioning for any kind of acting role, <laughs> use Reggie's monologue from the beginning. Put some dramatic <laughs> weight behind it. About about how passionate you feel about these games of video and how you can just blow the walls down around your hotel room. <laughs> do, do you, it's my, if you do that, please like send video, audio, pictures. Uh, if you get the part, I'll go see it wherever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is, wherever it's playing. <laughs> do you think Reggie is going to use that in his demo reel someday? <laughs> yes. Why would he not? <laughs> Reggie makes like like Reggie turns like sixty five and he's just like I'm gonna be an actor now. <laughs> go, you saw me in that Rumbo commercial. Let's go. And the go. Oscar goes to Reggie Fizeme. Yeah. CEO of Pizza Hut. Hut. <laughs> yeah, he goes back. To, uh, not as a CEO. No, he basically makes like the founder, but for Pizza Hut, and he plays the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I, and my, my cousin, Brad Boy's life. <laughs> God. <laughs> Second cousin, three times removed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turned out that Boy's life uh, was incorrect with their, <laughs> with their, with their leak. <laughs> Shocking. <No. laughs> this is, this is, on this same here YouTube channel, uh, you'll be able to see a thing where I hosted and wasn't just an asshole taking it off course at every juncture. <laughs> so, take it away, Alex, before I ruin more things. Yeah, Cherry Goblin is the segue we asked for and need but do not deserve. He says Mario <laughs> Odyssey is amazing. <laughs> like Zip. holy shit! Yeah. That game looks great. That game looks amazing. I want to tell you a story about not my reaction to it, but someone else's reaction to it. I've, I've been watching a lot of Giant Bombs coverage this year, uh, as I do every year of E3, because they always do the thing where they talk over the press conferences. On every single press conference, it was hard to get any of them excited about anything. And during the Nintendo presentation, it was no different. It's one of these. Here's a joke. It's one of these. Here's a joke. On Mario, everyone was flipping shit. Just yeah. like I was, just like you were, just like yeah. everyone in here was, because Mario can control dinosaurs and play Mexican oh, guitars man. now. And and the only other game that they did that for was another Mario game. <laughs> Actually, every Mario game, which it seems like this Mario game takes inspiration from, including yes. the weird historical ones from the Super Nintendo. <laughs> they, they have Yoshi's cookie reference. I'm sorry, this, yeah, this game like, wins. I'm still, I, 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 like, I, uh, I got to watch the the spotlight with some people in in, in this here room. Mm. Um, and Justin Baruby keeps on hoping, uh, for for like Tatanga to show up at some point in this game. Yes, and like that would that would be so awesome. If that would <laughs> happen. Would. Well, we have Mayor Pauline at least, and and yeah, I like, love. That is, and she's a singer, I think. New Donk, New Donk City is surprisingly progressive. You know what? She's a singer. They got the the progressive politics of New Donk City. That Maline, Ma, not Maline, Pauline, Mayor Pauline, uh, Maline, yeah. I, I suppose. Although, what's your last name? Is it just Pauline? Pauline Mario. Yeah, Pauline. That's gonna be the twist. Or is it Pauline Sorry. Kong? 
uh, I, I, think, I think the ultimate progressive twist is for the final uh, ending to be a four-way marriage between Bowser, Mario, Peach, and Mayor Pauline. So my wife had an interesting theory that, so Bowser's, or, so. How does Bowser get into his tuxedo? It's under his shell. Bowser wants to marry Peach. But Peach Correct. wants to marry Mario. And Mario wants to marry Bowser. <laughs> That's why they come together in the Amiibo set. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Although, it, Peach is just have... left looking confused. <laughs> and, and, now, and now Bowser... We, we, we know that Bowser Jr. is not his biological child because he's wearing white on his wedding day. Oh, God. <laughs> my, my favorite part of uh, Nintendo Twitter today has been people taking those three amiibo of Mario looking super passionate, romantic, and beckoning, and Bowser looking super passionate and beckoning, and Peach looking surprised. They, they've made built this uh, fantasy of Mario and Bowser passionately looking into each other's eyes with Peach behind them. I think like, I think still... I think Peach eloped with Zelda in one picture I saw. Ooh. I'm still waiting for the booster amiibo. Um, that would really complete. <laughs> oh boy! Someone but... mentioned in the chat about, about how um, it's Giovanni Zen it says. Uh, so hey, in the original Donkey Kong, Mario was saving the mayor. Oh, was he? So we're gonna have to get down to the Donkey Kong Historia at some point. Um, and hopefully Mario Odyssey will solve some of the riddles that we've been trying to that we've been trying to figure out when we've been putting together the Donkey Kong story over the past three years. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up uh, Booster because um, I would also like to see a Boshi amiibo. That would I mean we can just get like paint. There's probably a custom Boshi amiibo out there uh, already. Um, but so, <coughs> so what if <coughs> Super Mario Odyssey is like a prequel to Donkey Kong? Jeez. Or is it a sequel? Like I don't know, but I feel like this is on a Donkey Kong timeline if, that if, is very important to our lives. If we see Stanley the Bug Cat, the Bug Zapper in this game, then it is officially Donkey Kong canon. Well, Maybe I, it'll be kind of like like how uh, did anybody see that surprisingly decent Scooby Doo movie from like 15 years ago? The live action one. Yeah, the one where it turns out that like Scrappy Doo's the villain. Sorry, spoilers. I did see that, but it's been so long, I don't remember much of it. Um, so, so Scrappy-Doo's the villain, and it's kind of like a meta thing about, like, how, like, oh, you just forgot about him, because he was a dumb character who showed up at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, maybe they gotta do that with Stanley the Bugman, where he's, like, <laughs> secretly, he's been Bowser the whole time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he's been... <laughs> hmm. I think we're getting off topic a little <laughs> bit. but Just a little bit. Well, I like this, but... Let me say, let me say, you are going to be playing... If any playing... of our E3 people are there right now, ask ask a Nintendo person about this. Yeah. I need I need to get to the bottom of this timeline. Yeah. The, the future of this website depends on it. Well, on October 27th, 2017, that's fun and early, you're going to be playing your own Donkey Kong Historia in the form <laughs> of Super Mario Odyssey. The next... I, I am... I am honestly shocked that that is not November 17th, unless they just want to give that data Pokemon. It's, so, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, well, we can get to that discussion as we talk about more games mm -hmm. um, as far as how the rest of the year will look after Mario on October 27th. Yeah, yeah I feel but like... This, I, game, yeah. this game looks incredible. Yeah! What? Oh, okay. let, me, let, me, let me explain this game just a second, even though everyone knows what it is. So, it is, it is very much in the same vein of Galaxy Sunshine 64. It's one of those games. 
And it's more 64 than either of the other two. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And while they established the open worldish city, it's clear that that city is like a Mario 64 Sunshine Galaxy type area and not like some sprawling open world, which wasn't necessarily a surprise, but it was clear during the treehouse that this is very much segmented areas mm, with, with some what, platforming, what, what, with some questing. So we know there's the, there's the big city area. There's like that wooded area. Um, there's a dinosaur area. Yeah, the dinosaur area. Which they didn't really show much of. Um, the desert area? Yeah. Uh, what else? Is that all we've seen? I think there was an ice area, it's too. The Sam- Samba de Amigo area. Yeah, yeah. The, like the mariachi desert area. Yeah, and they, sh- and they showed... The, I think they showed more of the forest area on Trios Live, though that's not playable on the uh, show floor proper. Yeah. No, I-, I watched most of that. Like, that That especially looked awesome, because... So you're you have this, like, wooded area that, you know, you can explore around, and, like, there's these huge trees and all sorts of like vertical things that you can do. And then you kind of get to the exterior of this area. And like, it kind of looks like I, w- I was cracking wise when we were watching this earlier about how like, I'm like, Oh, there's Hyrule castle. Cause it kind of looked like uh, last year at E3 when they were like, okay, we're at the edge of the plateau and look, you can see for miles. Um, and then at one point the person played the demo, just like reached out to grab a coin and then fell down the side. <laughs> and then wound up in a completely different area that was under, it was like the old wooded area, like the underground. Oh, wow. And then there was just this entire like area just hidden um, that you, I, I don't, maybe you would only discover it if you were to fall down. Huh. And like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. So here's my little, it's not a concern. It's the furthest thing from a concern because, I mean, alongside God of War, this is my most anticipated game overall. I, I guess my Dad trouble is Dad of War. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess my concern is that I'm sort of having a tough time wrapping my head around this game in the same way I did with Zelda last E3 because it seems like there's so much to this game between the small questy elements to the platforming elements that are baked in, kind of, but are their own thing, and I don't know how much of that there is exactly, to all these challenges that are off to the side that you just sort of pop off to, 3D world style. I love those. I'm, I'm like, I'm having a hard time getting a feel for what this game exactly is. And, and I didn't have a feel for what Zelda was until I actually played it, and I have a feeling it's going to be the exact same way with Odyssey in October. Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to follow a pretty similar... Well, I think after my progression from Zelda of, like, sheer elation at E3, and then, like, by the Game Awards last year in December, I was kind of like, but what if it's bad? <laughs> and then it came out, and it was really good. And yeah. I feel like I'm probably going to head, like, like uh, you know, from now until October, I'm going to follow a similar path where right now I'm just like, this is going to be the this is gonna be the greatest moment of my video game life. Um, and then, like, in I'm, September, they're going to show a video, and I'm going to be like... Oh, but what if it sucks? And then it'll come out, and it'll probably be really good. The yeah. um, I think the I think the term they used for it on the Treehouse Live was perfectionist nightmare. Yeah, so, yeah, because there's oh yeah, so many. Things what, so you have you have the the moons or the power moons, I think is what they were calling them. That like they yeah, seem moons, to function as moons stars. and then other power moons. Yeah, there's two. And things. then yeah, okay, so there's moons and there's power and purple moons. Purple coins. Uh, yeah, and then well, so they they have yeah the the, the purple moons or whatever. Uh, those seem to function kind of like stars, uh, but they don't like end level when you find them. It's like kind of like you'll solve a puzzle, you'll get a moon. Yeah. Um, 
And then they have uh, regular old Mario coins, which you can collect everywhere. And then there's a seemingly limited amount of currencies for each region uh, that you collect. And they there seem to be like 100 in each world. Um, so almost so yeah, that's like, like the blue a, coins in Mario Sunshine. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and it seems like when you collect all of those, then like you can kind of unlock everything in the world because then you use those coins to buy stuff. Like you buy different outfits to wear in each area. Um, look like some other stuff as well. Like uh, seems like I, I don't know if it's like outfits or items that you can put in the world or use them to solve puzzles. Because uh, I know like uh, on one of the things, like you got the mariachi outfit, and then you could go and. Um, join the mariachi band right yeah. very I, briefly it's pretty cool that's that's that in-game store as soon as he started buying things i thought these people played splatoon mm. these people played breath of the wild are you kidding me it's the exact same store format yeah oh yeah you're right yeah i i really like that um i th i think what the it's going for and what i appreciate is Whereas Mario 64 was, you know, sort of an open world game, um, but you the you had distinct levels and distinct goals, and when you got a star, the stage ended and you're kicked back into the castle. I think what this game's going to do, and I'm really happy about it, is when you get a star or a moon, it doesn't end. You just keep going forever. Yeah. No, that's great. It's one one more time. Awesome. Oh, I said that. You know, whereas in Mario 64, you get a star and you're kicked back out to the castle. In this game, I feel like you just get a moon and you keep going. Yeah, yeah we, we saw that today. And that I really don't want to be platonic games right now. Let's put it that way. Mm. <laughs> They're taking a stiff drink. <laughs> no, as long as they get out on along, Switch before October 27th. Along with these, the Sea of Thieves people are also taking a stiff drink. It's just oh yeah, everybody who worked at works at Rare or used to work at Rare is just having a bad time, except for Grant Kirkhope because he's doing music for a Mario game. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that Grant Kirkhope is the best part of like ten different bad games? Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean Grant Grant Kirkhope has a career, man, and that's a hell of a career. I I I enjoy following him on Twitter because he makes snide remarks and just. Keeps on mentioning that, like, oh, I did this awesome shit. I did this awesome shit. I did this cool <laughs> shit. Yeah. The fact yeah. that the fact that there's a T Rex that you can possess makes me wonder if there's other dinosaurs you can possess. Well, and you then can I possess get very humans. excited. And like that's wrong. And enemies, but like, yeah. what if they're wearing hats? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the the it's Super Mario Geist. Yeah. So. This was this was the last thing that they showed off in the Nintendo Spotlight, and you know, kind of was cognizant of the fact that they, they I think Reggie said like on Sunday that it was going to be 25 minutes long, and I was kind of looking, I'm like, all right, so we got to have Mario Odyssey. Maybe there will be something else. I don't know. And they started off with that dinosaur thing, and like I was kind of thinking like maybe this will be like, uh, is this a new IP like Retro's game? Like who knows? Yeah. Monster and then I basically <laughs> just giggled for like the next three minutes <laughs> as they showed that trailer. And I've since watched that trailer again, and there's still moments where I'm just like, <laughs> it's just there's so much that they show in that trailer that just like that looks like it's a blast to play. That's yeah. so spectacularly dumb in the absolute best way possible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think the subtle thing in that trailer and the subtle thing in everything we've seen of this game so far that really sells this game's personality is that Mario has personality now. Mario is expressive. Yeah. He's doing stuff. He's yeah, having he, he was dancing. Yeah. Like, uh, and they showed in the, the, the second treehouse segment that they showed today uh, in like the forest area, like they had him in front of a boombox, just, just rocking out, just jamming. Yep. Yeah. 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 Levanid says, what if it sucks? He's in the what if it sucks phase. Well, what I have to say to you is this is one of the most important games for Nintendo right now. And maybe oh, yeah. for the next few years, they're not going to let it come out if it sucks. And they're not going to let it come out past late November. Like there's room for them to maybe delay it a month, but it's coming out this holiday and it's going to be good. Nintendo be damned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's just I'm in the same mode, in the same headspace I was with Breath of the Wild last year. And the team in Tokyo, um, their batting average is really good. Oh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about this game sucking. Mm. Not to uh, toot my own horn, but I've, I've gotten some very nice feedback on the glasses so far. Zippo says, Alex looks like he's about to drop a sick album. I, I was going to say that Alex looks like maybe his girlfriend beat him up earlier. <laughs> like oh, I to take took a dark off. turn. Or he fell down the stairs I, or something. I, I, I'd like to think that Alex is uh, just trying to show the world his computer screen, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're perfectly framed in there. If you need proof that I'm looking at the I chat I can see right my now. face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ms1K3 says, why does Alex look so cool today? So uh, there, boys. There. You know? <laughs> But, um, what yeah. would your what would your rap name be? My rap name be uh, yeah. a hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I look forward to your debut LP. Wouldn't it be Kalafia? It's a it's, sick uh, mixtape. It's my yeah. my first LP is going to be called Deep in My Hole. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! It's E uh, three, everybody. Yeah. So, Prince Dim says Mario was instant game of the year. I would say. 2017 was off to a super amazing start between Zelda, between Persona, between Yakuza 0, actually great, uh, being between uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, between all these games on all these different platforms that were extremely fantastic. Then we get to E3, and it looks like all the games we really wanted to make this year, for the most part, are now pushed to 2018. And really, yeah. Mario kind of stands almost alone in the fall 2017 Yeah. Season. No, like, that's true. Did, did we ever find out like what the hell is coming out in like October, November for Sony, or like for for their first party it's studio? Gran Turismo. That's it. Gran Turismo. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're still oh. they're still probably going to be the best selling console. Like it's Mac it's kind of nuts. Yeah, I, is I think Dan War doesn't even have a release date. I think it's still it's just every, every, pretty much everything that was in Sony's press conference yesterday was 2018. Yeah, early 2018 on Dad of War. Giovanni yeah. Zen says, I disagree. 2017 is straight up baller. I just, I disagree. I know. Well, I agree. The first, the first half of 2017 has been amazing. And it seems like we're going to have a, I mean, like, not a bad end of the year, but it's looking to be like maybe a mediocre, potentially a mediocre end of the year with not as many amazing games as. Well, a lot of people are excited about Splatoon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not even that's not the end of the year though. That's like we, we oh, have a good summer weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Uh, but I mean, yeah. As far as like the last half of the year, even like I mean, I guess like September to December, the fall season where everybody always releases their video games. 
Um, that seems like it's not going to be as good as maybe recent ones have been. But, you know, that run of, like, what, January to April was freaking masterful. Like, I, the, so many games, so many long games, so many good games. Yeah. And even more, I mean, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I guess we can talk about the console itself. The 3DS is having a wonderful year. Yeah. Um, not, ba- not bad for a system that everybody wants to kill. Yeah, I can be included. Yeah, I can talk about Ever Oasis. Um, we'll have a review up on the site next week for that. Uh, but I can, I can preview it. And that game, so far, so good. Nice. Like, looks, that, that game is fantastic. What so is far. it? What's the gameplay loop? Um, we will save that for another podcast because we should focus on E3 because we're already going to be here. Oh, for right. True. Yeah, it's already uh, 1035 Eastern. We've talked about one video game. I'm really excited. Now, <laughs> to be I'll... fair, it is the most important video game of E3 for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to talk about one that we can zip right through. There's this game called uh, Metroid Prim 4. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I believe it's called. Uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, Samus. Um, <laughs> Samus A A Ran. Aron. A A Ron. Yeah, A A Ron. Samus is a great name for a Nintendo themed dessert. I'll just say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, but Prime Four. We basically know it exists, but. I think I'm adopting the conspiracy theory that it is just simply Federation Force HD under a different name because, you know, there's four, you know, Metro Prime 4, Federation Force is mm. four players, and they're going to do that to make you people actually appreciate Federation Force. So so they have this, well, one, um, for people who played that. Federation Force, obviously you know that that's going to lead right into Metro Prime 4. Yeah. Uh, but you would only know that if you uh, got the secret ending in Metro Prime Federation Force, because there there were two endings. Okay, I'll stop being mm-hmm. an asshole. Um, <laughs> but uh, Metro Prime Four is like developed by some new team in Kyoto, yeah. uh, headed up by Kensuke Tanabe. Because uh, who, because I mean, all the people who made Federation Force one through three are gone. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're gone to make. Um, well, they were going to do Unreal Engine three on Wii U. So how'd that go? Mm. They made Batman Arkham Asylum Blackgate, which was something... They made ReCore. ReCore was cool. Yeah, oh, right. ReCore. Well, actually, yeah, it's, not, it's not their fault that Microsoft underfunded it. Yeah, no, I know. Xbox is actually a decent comparison for this, because in both Halo and Gears of War, the original team sort of fucked off to do their own thing, and now there are new internal studios making the games in-house. And it seems like the results have been more positive in the case of Gears of War, slightly less positive in the case of Halo, but it seems like both of the series are in a totally fine place. Metroid Prime 4 is probably going to be totally fine. Yeah. Do you think, I, like, they'll, I, I, do you think they'll re-release the trilogy on Switch somehow to I, get I, people I, geared up for it? Like, that makes too much sense. I think, I mean, especially because, let's get, let's get real, um, even, even an optimist would probably acknowledge that the absolute earliest that Metroid Prime 4 could have started development was, like, what, around Federation Force's completion? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so at, like, at best, this started last year. More realistically, probably more recently. Um, so we're not going to see this game for a very long time. Like, I, I will be shocked if we hear a damn thing about this game before next E3. It'll still come I, out before Beyond Good and Evil 2. 
Probably. It'll probably also yeah. beat uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 Remake, uh, half of show from two years ago. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, we've got a long time for this game, and I, I would I would like to think that probably it, it would make sense to, like, I don't know, maybe next year, when when people realize that, like, oh, they mentioned Metroid Prime 4 a year ago, and we haven't seen anything, and be like, ah, oh, here, play the Prime Trilogy. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next year. I- I think this game. I think Prime Four has two E3s ahead of it. Just call me crazy. Mm, I, I mean, yeah. I think 2019 is is when this game will come out. Mm-hmm. I don't know when in 2019 because we don't know anything about the game. Yeah. August 2019 because that's when all the Metroid games come out. That did that. Yeah, no, I, I could go with that. I can jive with that. Metroid Prime Four was probably the most evocative, or not evocative, but it sort of it it was the game that defined this presentation to me even though super mario odyssey was more important but this felt a lot like a much less desperate version of the wii u direct in 2013 where there people are really begging for metroid prime 4 and there's been some controversy so they're like they're saying okay we're we're actually working on it here's a video that proves it exists right now and it's the same thing as the pokemon rpg that they they had Ishihara from the Pokemon Company yeah. come on and be like, okay, you, it's happening. We're making one. That, was, that was filmed yesterday, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, probably. Like, it's probably he looked just, like he was working at his desk, and they just yeah. showed the camera in his face. It was just like the, the, like like all of a sudden, like you know, like Reggie and like Kimishima and like some other people from Nintendo are like working on planning for E three, and they're like, and that we have a Pokemon Switch game, and like. <laughs> They like call call to Japan. They're already in LA. They call to Japan and they're like, "All right, uh, Brian, um, just you got to go over to the Pokemon Company's office. Just go in there with the camera and just be like, like put a gun to his head and just be like, just promise us, just promise <laughs> us that there will be a Pokemon, a core Pokemon Switch game. Say it. That's your yeah. That's your November 2018 game. Mm, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe 2019 for all we know. It did. It did. The wording, and granted, I mean, probably reading too much into wording that was uh, construed probably in about 15 minutes because they're like, oh my god, people are so mad about the Pokemon Direct. We need to fix it, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the wording does make it seem like that, that game is pretty far off. Oh, yeah. Uh, they said, like, at least a year away. <laughs> Which means two years, really. Yeah. It, yeah. it reminded me of when, um, was it Reggie, Who's, who was on stage at E3 and said, Oh, we're making Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. And like that somewhere, somewhere Sakurai was like, Motherfuckers. Sakurai's like, dude, my shoulder already starting to hurt. What are you trying to do to me? <laughs> and and five of the characters are gonna be Fire Emblem, so there. <laughs> He's just like, I just yeah. I'm really into Fire Emblem right now. I don't care if you're making me make it for two fucking systems at the same time. <laughs> what? What you want to? Hey, what a port Tell the, the camera Switch? we're making a Pokemon game. Oh, come for the on, Switch. Wait, we just, are. Just get those Tekken guys to help me out with these games. Get them to make the fucking Switch version. I'm out. <laughs> Sakurai, Sakurai, out. <laughs> although he, although apparently Sakurai, <laughs> apparent allegedly Sora has been tied to that Kirby fighting game that we're probably going to find something out about in the next 48 hours. Oh, really? Where, where'd that come from? Uh, um, uh, rumors from the some of the darker parts of the internet. So what, did, what did 4chan have to say? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Voldemort, Donald. Like, we can say its name. 
<laughs> basically that because it's the anniversary project they wanted to bring sakurai back and it would make sense for sora to be doing something like that i mean it's just i'm actually shocked that they didn't say anything about smash switch given that those amiibos are um, soon on the way how many fighting games do they have coming out in the next three months yeah i i think that i think that they, oh. i I was joking with someone, and someone's like, they'll just release Smash Brothers on the Switch today. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then just murder arms. <laughs> like, like, how funny would that be if, like, tomorrow they're just like, Smash Brothers is out on Switch today. And, like, the guys who made arms are just like, should we just, should we leave? Did we get fired? Like, <laughs> what did we do to you? Like, I thought I thought you liked the game. The reviews were pretty positive. <laughs> no, no, they do it Thursday because all, they do it Thursday because then all the day one pre-orders will have already shipped. <laughs> but, what? but i do think i do think that smash brothers which like well one like no shit there's gonna be a smash wait, Brothers. wait wait wait, wait, neil, 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 wait 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 i have a i have a comment in the thread that literally asks the question giovanni asks do we still have any faith in the idea of a smash port does quiet support non-existence uh um, or just getting out of the way of every other significant online multiplayer game on the way anyways go um yeah so so smash brothers i believe um, it'll happen. Probably, like I, I think it'll happen. Like even, even without any kind of rumors or whatever. Like no, duh. Like yeah. it's a put, popular, popular. Yeah. Like what have they been doing on the system other than like, all right, what online multiplayer games do we have? Put them okay. on the Switch. Let's go. Here, here's uh, my conspiracy but, theory. All right, well, game theory on. here. They've got an online service they expect people to pay for that's launching in 2018. That's true. Yeah. Smash. Wouldn't Smash Brothers be the perfect game for that? Yeah, yeah no, totally. Like I could see Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers coming out sometime in early 2018. I think this holiday. Well, you know, that does well, kind of open up to the bigger question of how this holiday we know about Mario in October, and there's some games in there's some games that could totally come out in November. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, Fire Emblem Warriors, like those could be November games, but like those don't strike me as like. Sunday or you know I guess now Friday before Black Friday games like yeah. those those strike me as like you release it in September to clear the deck for something bigger like that's what it's a Fire Emblem I mean, even in, even in our bold new Fire Emblem world Fire Emblem Warriors <laughs> as a marquee November release seems kind of nuts yeah like I I, I I think there is a non-zero chance of Smash Brothers on Switch coming out in November okay not not nice. much more. Than a than a zero chance, but a non-zero chance. More likely, I'd say sometime in 2018. Yeah, although it wouldn't be the first time they put a Smash Brothers game out like Kitty Corner to a Pokemon game, if it's yeah. going to be the Black, the Black Friday game, because they did that with the Wii U version. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think I think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are a big deal, but they're I mean they're like revisions to a to a Pokemon game, not a brand new Pokemon game. Like I, if if we are if we're looking at November and it's just Xenoblade. Fire Emblem Warriors and Pokemon, like that doesn't seem like that that strong of a November. And I mean, right. maybe maybe their their September and October would be enough to carry it through. And you know, they do have yeah. Splatoon two and Mario Kart. They they'd probably be fine. But I feel like there's some killer game that will come out in November or December for 3ds or or Switch that that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. The I agree. 2015, their biggest holiday game came out in September. Super Mario Maker. So I think they, I think they think they can pull it off, especially since um, it's coming out closer to the holiday. 
I don't think we're looking at 2015 for successful Nintendo years, considering that was the, when Mario Tennis Ultra Smash and Animal Crossing Amiibo <laughs> Festival were your big winners. Yeah. And, and they got and their the butts Wii, kicked in 2015. And the Wii U sold within striking distance of what it did the year before with Smash Brothers, despite the fact that their November releases were Mario Tennis Ultra Smash and Animal Crossing Amiibo mm. Festival. And also when Mario Maker was planned for September, then Star Fox Zero, which in and of itself, I'll, I'll, granted, I don't think that's a terribly strong November release either, but they were, they were kind of hoping it would be. Um, yeah. And that was supposed to be a November release. And I think that a, a November that has... Star Fox Zero, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, and uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival is a much different November than one without Star Fox Zero. Yeah. Joel notes Ultra Sun Moon come out in November, but that's the 3DS. The 3DS already has their Pokemon set up. Switch has got to have something in November. Yeah. And um, we also we found out through the fact sheet today, um, or I guess the press kit, that Nintendo is publishing Skyrim. Um, and that's now that's listed crazy. as. That's, that's listed as a holiday 2017 game, so that could come out in November. Mm. That, that sounds like a game you stick in the West on November 17th. Yeah, I mean, like, like that could happen. And I mean, that's the thing is that, like, they could probably roll and have a November with what they have, but there's that. I mean, like, I think there's space for a, a more marquee game to come out in November. Well,. Nintendo is very blind to how old games are and what their value is. That's, I would call, one of the Achilles heels of Nintendo, as, as we're going to see with Superstar Saga a little later. <laughs> I, I think they don't realize how overplayed Skyrim is because it's never been on a Nintendo system. Yeah, so I, think, I think what's going to happen is they're going to think yeah. that's a way bigger game than it actually is. To be fair, didn't oh. the, the remastered version on Xbox One and PS4 come out in November last year? Like, early November, yeah, and it did pretty yeah. well. Although, yeah. you pair Skyrim in November with the second part of the Zelda oh, DLC. yeah. You know what, that could probably, that, that, that might be stronger than we think. Yeah, I hell for all we know, we get a bundled, we get like a bundled re-release with Breath of the Wild and the DLC pack for like seventy bucks, yeah. and that's your Black Friday game. Okay, well, moving on, Metroid: Samus's Return, the game oh, that was God. revealed on the Nintendo Treehouse Live. It, it was revealed. Reggie promised big news in the first hour, and and there it's you the, go. It's, it's the Project P100 game of E3 2017. Except yeah. this one actually will sell. It's, it's well, a Metroid 2 remake. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Donald. Um, <laughs> we're all excited now, but but will it sell? Uh, Metroid games don't really have a history of doing that. You're, good point. But the I think I think there was legitimate shock and joy at the fact that we're actually getting finally getting a Metroid game on a dual screen system when they've been doing dual screen systems for like 13 years now and haven't done one yet. True. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Federation Force is a Metroid game. Yeah, but so not like a 2D. Like the <laughs> that was 2D Metroid. Metroid. This is yeah. true. Well, I mean, there were all the rumors of Dread that actually seemed to have had some kind of weight. Um, but but yeah, no, I I'm I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, me too. I, I got some facts. I got some facts. Mercury right, Steam. Lay, lay Mercury Steam of Lords of Shadow, Lords of Shadow 2, and Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate are making this game. It is coming out on September 15th. There are two new amiibo. One of them is Squishy. It is a Metroid 2 remake. 
And uh, it's the Amiibo are gonna gonna launch as a squishy Amiibo and a Samus two pack. That's all I have to say. The yeah, um, and game looks game looks crawling down. And even <laughs> even if Mer- Mercury Steam kind of has uh, maybe a checkered history, uh, I'm I'm actually more curious to check out Mirror Fate now, kind of with the context of that they're that they are making a Metroid game that's coming out in like three months. You know, um, I'm not checking it out. I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 I haven't heard good things about Mirror of Fate, but I, there's a demo I on the Mirror shop, Neil. Don't go spending money on this. I, it's, how expensive could it be? Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Mirror of Fate's quality, with notwithstanding, like they have experience in the genre, and I, I have faith in Nintendo, especially like a producer like Sakamoto, uh, working with a a team that might not have nailed the genre before. And using their Nintendo expertise yeah. to helping them make a much stronger game, and we've seen yeah. that before. Like, look at Next Level or Monster Games games that didn't have Nintendo's hand in them. It's yeah. like night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the uh, Metroid very- Prime, or the original Metroid Prime team who went on to make Blackgate, which was like, oh, the magic's gone. Yeah, and it, yeah, even the reverse of that is true sometimes. That even after a Nintendo touch, uh, it, it maybe maybe it all fades away. But but I'm I mean like I I have faith in Nintendo working with a team that might not have nailed the Metroid the 2D Metroidvania style before and helping them kind of nail it. And uh, right before this, I read in an, an impressions article over at GameInformer.com. Uh, where they absolutely adored what they played, and it looked like they basically just like played the first half an hour of the game. Yeah, and that's that's really encouraging. Uh, Metroid's a game where you kind of got to nail that opening, and if they nail that opening, that's really good to hear. I'm hoping that uh, our our you know resident Metroid fanatic uh, Jonathan Metz, who's out and in LA for E3 this week, uh, I hope that he tricks someone at Nintendo into letting him play this game because uh, I don't think it's on the shield floor, but I hope he finds a way to play it somehow. Somebody's got to do it, Neil. Mm. Yeah, um, Johnny might have to do some threats, but I <laughs> hope that he will play uh, Samus Returns. Every everything before. on the stream looked great. That new uh, the three hundred and sixty degree aiming, the melee attack with the little uh, uh, cinematics for the uh, Metroid mutations. Yeah, like, Those were great. Yeah, no, I mean like that. That I mean, go do yourself a favor if you have any interest in this game and, and watch the uh, they're like the reveal Treehouse Live segment. Uh, that that game looks pretty good. Real good. I actually, and while you're waiting for it, you can mm-hmm. play another Metroid 2 remake. On yeah. PC. This, is right. the, this is the Risen. sign of confidence in me with me in, in this game. I, I can't see what I that can't says. see that. I just placed a pre-order for it. Okay. And you know I, me and Metroid. I, I accidentally <laughs> have two pre-orders for it at, at GameStop because I wanted to get that collector's edition. Uh, I will, I will, I'll I will. take one of them. Oh, I, like it's a pickup in store. It would take a long time for it to get to you, but we can talk later. Okay. Uh, Rizza thirty six says in the chat uh, something that I want to bring up because uh, I think it's a discussion worth having. Star Fox greater than Metroid? Debate me. Jesus, no. <laughs> Not last year. It was. In no world. Yeah. In no universe. I, I mean, Star I Fox. even think Metroid Prime Federation Force is a better game than Star Fox Zero. So even on the terms of like the maligned entries of the series, Metroid wins. <laughs> The, I think I think Star Fox is Star Fox generally is more consistent, but Metroid is, has both the highs and the lows. Whoa! When was Star Fox consistent? <laughs> I mean, you can be pretty consistent when you only have five games in your series. 
And, yeah. and three of them are remakes of each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like, I did the math when I was reviewing Star Fox Zero that, like, I think more than half of the Star Fox games out there are vague remakes of previous Star Fox games. <laughs> RZA says... But, but anyway... Uh, Riza says the Metroid nostalgia is way too high. It was never that great of game ever, which almost sounds like he's describing Star Fox. He might be describing the that. NES Metroid because he's right there. Um, and I think, I mean, I think, I don't know. This is this is probably a debate that we need to take to another another video because this could go mm-hmm. on. Oh. We need to call in Raritan and we need to go mm-hmm. ham. I just I have something slightly positive to say. I actually beat Mirror of Fate on the 3DS. I, I played through that entire so game. It's totally okay. It plays like a 2D God of War from the PlayStation 2s with a yeah. little bit of a Metroid Castlevania-like element to it. The setting was bland. The story was, was kind of bland, even though it had a couple good ideas. Character was okay. I think people give that game a little too much shit. That's all and I, I think. And I think... Here, because that's that's kind of the common refrain that I've heard is is what you kind of explained. Although, I mean, depending on the person, they're either super positive or super negative. And I think part of the issue with that game is that it was it was Mercury Steam was like, all right, we've got these, we got this like God of War like 3D Castlevania game, and we're making a portable. Let's kind of blend these worlds together. So right. maybe that was a bad idea. Uh, like <laughs> I, I I think I think in your 2D Metroidvania games, I think having them too focused on combat is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if they kind of do like they tilt the focus more in favor of exploration in in Metroid Samus Samus Returns, <laughs> then maybe maybe that's all they need to make a really dynamite game. Yeah, I think the problem with Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, aside from having two subtitles, <laughs> uh, was that the Metroid part felt really undercooked. Mm. I, I concur. Yeah. I concur. Uh, I do want to uh, close out our, our RZA saga here. Uh, he made a comment that Star Fox Zero was his game of the year, 2016, and he loved everything about it. But that's just him. And I just want to say, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you love that game as much as you do. I don't. I don't mean to sound patronizing at all. I did enjoy Star Fox Zero a lot, and I've talked to people like <coughs> our very own Rudin, who loves that game to pieces. Yeah, he does. Um, and I, I'm very happy when people enjoy games that maybe have kind of checkered receptions. Um, and I'm glad that I'm glad that Star Fox Zero does have that passionate base out there because uh, games like that and Metro Prime Federation Force need to stick together and maybe we need to stop fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's We can all on. share a Pepsi. One hour in, let's move on to our fifth video game. Kirby's, Kirby's coming <laughs> to Switch. It's in 2018. It looks like Return to Dreamland and it has a it's multiplayer focus. Like it looks like Planet Robobo. It looks like Kirby Triple Deluxe. In That's not depth. supposed to be a dig. It's just that those games are all pretty damn good. It's the next one of those. Yeah, with four and players. They brought back Kirby's friends from from Dreamland Three. So yes, they did. Yeah. So it, so it looks like there's some kind of like power mixing that you can do because there was like uh, like sixty four. Yeah, like an ice rock thing that turns you into like a curling thing. Oh, that was in 64. That's like, exactly what happened. A new cleaning power up that looked like it was when like they were they, like Kirby and his pals. We're like rolled up into that circle. Um, oh yeah, Kirby had a cleaning power up, and it looked like he was wearing like a, like a, um, and an apron, and had a had a mop. Hmm. <laughs> so so that's pretty fun. Yeah, it, it looks totally fine. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, it's out in twenty eighteen. 
You know what's also out in 2018 is a Yoshi Switch game. It looks like a Yarn Yoshi follow-up almost because it has Yarn Yoshi and not Dino Yoshi. Yeah, that pissed me off. Almost Little Big Planet style. It's like cardboard focused. You're popping in and out of the background. You're throwing eggs in and out of the background. It looks like a smoother Little Big Planet is exactly what it looks like. And that uh, game is Unreal Engine 4 on Switch. Yeah, You're kidding me. Developed by Goodfeel again as well. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, nice. that seemed obvious, but there was confirmation uh, throughout the day that Goodfeel was developing it. And yeah, it's an it's an Unreal Engine four, which is kind of nuts. Uh, but that that game looks that game looks beautiful, um, and it looks like it's got some inventive stuff that makes it seem a little more than just like a sequel to Woolly World. Yeah, mm. you gotta wonder if the Goodfeel guys are like, can we do something else? I mean, <laughs> they, they wonder like if that's they got a pretty good. Saying. Yeah, no, they that's true. Went, they went from Wario Land Shake It to Kirby's Epic Yarn to Yoshi's Woolly World to remaking Yoshi's Woolly World and then making a sequel. Like, yeah. those, are all, those are all pretty solid games. Yeah, they are. Some might say that uh, Epic Yarn was a 10. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> Someone would. <laughs> yeah, and I would say that Wario Land Shake It is a Dynamite Wii game that a lot of people might have missed, and you should check it yeah. out. I believe it's it is on the Wii U eShop, but who plays the Wii U anymore, so just break out your Wii. Yeah. yeah. Fair point. Great game. I like it more than uh, Epic Yarn. Xenoblade. Yeah, but uh, that, that's another 2018 game, and I'm excited for both of those, but I would like to see more. Yeah. Another another game that hasn't been announced for 2018 yet, but potentially will, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Holiday 2017. It's got create a character, and it looks a lot more like Xenoblade Chronicles X than it looks like Xenoblade, even though it's totally a sequel to Xenoblade. Yeah. Yeah, they, they talked about that today, and the the reason that this is not a Chronicles game is because it, it appears that you are going to be crawling all over Mexico. Wait, it's well, not a Chronicles game? No, it is a Chronicles game. It is a Chronicles game. So is, is X not, not connected to the first one? They they have similar weapons and theme, and you know, it's same studio behind it, but... I, they're not related that I could tell it's this. It's like a Final Fantasy there is, situation. There is no Chrono Cross-like tie-in from X to the first one, and that's horseshit. Okay. In, in, in my opinion. That is weird. That is weird. Uh, Although you, I, could, I really you, could like very easily, you could very easily build Shulk in that game for whatever it's worth. Uh, I'm, I really... I've got my fingers crossed that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is going to have some moment like halfway through the game where you stumble upon the remnants of the heroes for the first game, cool. and and I just I want that moment to happen so bad. And it, it's give, they, give me some convoluted tie-in that people are like, oh, ruin the first one, um, and then I'll well, just be there they, like giggling as I play as forty characters in a in an <laughs> RPG with great music and a surprisingly decent battle system. They they brought back Nopon, so for all we know, you could play as a character from Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Is yeah. Nopon like a fan favorite thing? Because Ricky wasn't that funny or cool in the original game. He's and he's, he's a move worse. <laughs> but yeah, they, they are. They the sure brought movie. back this. What the fuck? And for people who can't see what I'm holding up, it's a mouse pad with boobs. They brought back boobs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're back. They're, they're, <laughs> did they ever after, leave us? After an <laughs> absence in X, they're back. There, there, there is some certainly some waifu as they showed in the trailer today. Yeah, yes. with your sword. That like, there's a moment in that trailer, where, like she's like, "Touch my chest," <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, where is this game going now?" <laughs> is Wait, this when the Valkyrie profile game or whatever Valkyrie Drive? Oh, I remember no, I was, that. 
I was thinking more like, when did Xenoblade turn into Revolutionary Girl Utena? <laughs> God. <laughs> it looks cool. It's holiday 2017, maybe. I'm 50-50 on whether it makes it. I think it'll I, slide, it'll no slide nicely in into November. It's It has a chance in hell. I just don't think it's a great chance. I th- uh, I th- I'm 90-10 that that game is coming out in December. Like, first um, week of December. I, I'll, I'll say I'm like, I'm like, I'm 80-20 that it comes out in 2017. Um, I'm 100% positive we will be playing this game before the end of March 2018. Okay. 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 That's fair. That's fair. Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions, which was also revealed during the Treehouse. It's a 3DS remake of the original game, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. It comes with a story that takes place alongside the main game, Starring Bowser's minions, uh, including General Goomba and some Koopas. Captain Goomba. Captain Goomba, excuse Wasn't me. It? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. It comes out October sixth, and it's gonna be forty bucks, which I'm not happy about. No, but That's, they added they added the minion mode. We don't know what that means. I love minions, <laughs> but I just don't know what that means. Uh, you know, I've watched, watched, watched the Treehouse Live segment, host. The, I watched um, video of the main game and it looks like a. It does not look that different from the original. Yeah, uh, so, not even graphically. So what? What they? What they seemingly did um, was they took like the original assets from the like the first one. I'm trying to see. We have a press release about it to see if they specifically um, mention. We copy pasted this game. What's all about it? That like they, yeah, they took the assets from the original and kind of like updated them to some degree. Uh, okay. and, and I and I think it's kind of using the engine from the the past Mario and Luigi games on 3DS, um, and other than that, like the game's relatively unchanged. Otherwise, it's it's mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on it 3DS. It is the best one. Um, Bowser's Minions. Uh, so the side story is called Minion Quest: The Search for Bowser. Uh, <laughs> so so led by Captain Goomba, there's this uh this this team that goes along, and it looks like some kind of like weird level based like almost strategy RPG as you're kind of like building up a team and leveling them up and then going into these like kind of weird side scrolling battles that look like they would be like one of those weird bonus battles in a previous Mario and Luigi. Uh, the, the word from the Treehouse live presentation was that like, this was a very, very deep mode that was more than just a throwaway gimmick. Um, uh, having watched the Treehouse live segment, yeah, kind of looks a little boring, but I mean, yeah, also wasn't playing it, and it it didn't watching it and seeing being like, all right, this doesn't look that much fun. It also looked like a mode that di- didn't demo well. Um, it looks like yeah. a thing that you actually need to play to understand. So, I guess kind of in, until until one of the people from the site plays it and can report back, then uh, I will kind of raise an eyebrow towards this minion mode for Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. And I'm kind of non-enthused by this game because I replayed Superstar Saga when it hit Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah. Um, I played through Paper Jam. Like, I'm not wanting for another Mario and Luigi game. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that uh, Alpha Dream is like, well, none of our games are doing well. Let's just remake our first one. Okay, this... and a third-rate minion who were actually over uh, watching this segment with me today. <laughs> they said they apparently took the sprites and recolored them. There you go. This is a bullshit invalid criticism, but I need to say it in some posterity anyways. This game should have been $20 and came out today. And been on the eShop. 
And I I think show. because it's a Mario game, I think they can get away with releasing it for forty in October. I, I'm just I'm just upset that no, they can get away with it. didn't get the rhythm heaven slot of being released on the day of because this is the perfect game for it. It's the perfect yeah. one. No, no, no like, I was, I was hoping. I was hoping that that um, when that segment came on and they revealed it, I was like, maybe this is going to be out today, and then quickly found out it's not due out until October. Mm. Um, for I think some reason, yeah, no, I think that would have been cool if that that was out, if that was out today. But but it's not, and it's a forty dollar game coming out in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the just so people know, <laughs> the original is on the Wii U eShop for like eight dollars. Play mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Giovanni Zen rightfully called me out saying, Neil, you're not wanting for another Mario RPG. We have a heck of a Patreon choice then. Um, because, <laughs> hey, uh, for our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash NWR, if you join up, you can join us in our Patreon Plays series that we do every other month. Currently, the game that we're going to be talking about in July is Super Mario RPG. Uh, and, and I'm not... Mario RPG is separate from every other Mario RPG in my book because Super Mario RPG, as I'm remembering, as I'm about, uh, like, I guess, two and a half stars into that game, that is one of my favorite games of all time. And one of oh the my best God, RPGs I've I ever I love that game so much. And uh, for more on that, uh, stay tuned to Patreon Plays on <laughs> patreon.com slash NWR. Third Rate Minion has a good question. Do we know if it's $40? My answer to that question is... It, it has an Amazon placeholder. Exactly. It has an Amazon placeholder. They don't technically but have a final price. Although Nat 2 is currently up for 60 bucks, even though it's going to be a $40 game. So it could be. And, yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it's not 100% a $40 game. But I would, honestly, I'd be shocked if it's not. Mm-hmm. The, no, if it's going to be is, at retail, it'll be 40 bucks. Yeah, and there is another game that I don't think we've talked about, but we probably should, that is listed on Amazon for, I believe, 60 And that game is going to be 20 bucks when it comes out. Super excited. Oh my gosh. You talking about Rocket League? Rocket League. Holiday oh, 2017. Baby. It's That's got Mario be... shit. And yeah. and it's I'll got play... cross by multiplayer with the with the Xbox One and PC versions, not PlayStation 4 because okay, Sony okay. are apparently did, did anybody see the quote from Jim Ryan from Sony? No. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Holy yeah. shit. Protector uh, so fan base guy, or whatever the hell it is. is. Yeah, yeah. This is the same guy who two weeks ago was just like who the hell plays old games? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Mr. Ryan, uh, I humbly request maybe don't give interviews. Like, the, <laughs> like so in that in that interview, where someone asked him about like the crossplay for Rocket League and Minecraft. He was just like, yeah, we want to protect our player base. And in the interview, I think, I think it was with I think it was Xbox with Live users. And and he in the interview response, he's like, I could see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> just, just incredible because it's like it's an acknowledgement of like yeah i know how ridiculous this sounds i just have yeah. to say it but like no like uh, sony sony's comments like that and their unwillingness to play ball is just like we're in first place we don't give a shit about you we're gonna we're gonna play in our own courtyard fuck off yeah, yeah. and and i don't like that i don't like that one bit it's a great get rocket league is a great get for nintendo yeah and especially yeah. You put some you put some Nintendo shit in that, like people will eat it up. Like me. And, I'm still on board. That game's amazing. Me too. And local and probably the best option for local multiplayer for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although uh, apparently tabletop mode will be single player only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that oh. would make sense. Like that's that's unfortunate, but <laughs> po- Poken has taught me that 
there are some games you just need two views for, and yeah. Rocket League is definitely one of them. Yeah. But, I mean, you can do local multiplayer on a TV with that. Um, I've played I played local multiplayer on the TV uh, with Rocket League before, and it's a blast. Um, hmm. That game, in general, is just pure delight. Fire! Fire Emblem Warriors, Fall 2017. Not Holiday 2017, Fall 2017. I believe it is, it is coming out in September in Japan. I think it has a release date. Okay. Might be the 15th? 29th. 29th? I think it's the 29th. Okay. Okay. Late, late September Japan. Yeah. Presumably, if there's a distinction, Fall means September, October. Holiday means basically late October to November to early December. I think if I had to be a betting man, I think that Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out on... October 13th. Because um, it seems like Fire Emblem game, like most Nintendo games are kind of day and date. Uh, I mean, like Fire Emblem Echoes, for example, came out like a month earlier in, in uh, Japan than other regions. And I don't think, I, I think they will stick to that fall proclamation, especially if the game's coming out in Japan in September. But I don't think it'll come out day and date with the Japanese version. Mm. Two, weeks, two weeks sounds about right. I think Hyrule Warriors had about a month as well, but they want to get this out. They, they, if they put this out before, for Mario Odyssey or after Mario Odyssey, it's toast. So, yeah, yeah. probably best to put it out in early October. Uh, L- the only, the only, mm-hmm. the only thing that would concern me about that is the fact that there's a new 3DS version of that as well, and it's supposed to come out the same day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, on the chat. Ulvanid Levanid says, I'm looking forward to Fire Emblem Warriors. I think Fire Emblem Warriors is interesting and is surprising to me the way that game is structured, even though it shouldn't be. It's got a big story focus, like you would expect. And pretty unabashedly, it seems like 80 to 100% of the character focus in that game is the Ike era and the after. So, like the game. Not even. The Wii game not even, and the 3DS games. Not even the Ike era. It's Shadow Dragon and the 3DS games. And that's because basically those, it. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely room to downloadable content the fuck out of this game. Pardon my French. Yeah. That, you know, you bring in your, your Path of Radiance characters, your Mystery of the Emblem characters like they're doing in Heroes this week. But, yeah, they, they could downloadable content this thing for years. But the... The, the weird thing is that every hero that they show during during Trios Live today is a sword, and the set and they said the reason they were focusing on those three games is because they didn't want to overload on swords. <laughs> so, pretty much, uh, I'm trying to think. Who are the other prominent Awakening and Fates, etc., characters that would use axes, lances, magic, th- those kind of attacks? Because otherwise, you're going to look like idiots. Uh. So, Cherry Goblin asks in the chat a very pertinent question. What about Sharp FE Warriors? <laughs> that could... That could uh, I can see the Sharp FE characters coming as DLC. I can count the sales that game would get on one hand. <laughs> uh, what, four people here? <laughs> yeah. Not me. Make it five. I'd buy two copies. <laughs> Yeah, it, I, the Fire Emblem 3DS art style is very pleasant to look at. It looks like a nice game, like Hyrule Warriors was. It seems all right. I, I got that game on a, on a pre-order glitch for like 50 bucks. I look forward, I look forward to uh, using the hell out of it. 
Oh, so only American full price? <laughs> uh, no, it was like I think it works out to like thirty-five bucks U.S. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's how much my arms Splatoon and Mario are going to end up being. So that actually, that's how much my arms is going to cost as well. <laughs> nice, very nice. Zelda DLC, June thirtieth for Pack One, a holiday for Pack Two. Pack One seems way better than I thought it was going to. I mean, that's they pretty much just showed yeah. us what we knew. Is going to happen. Yeah. But it, it's, I think there's something different between seeing it in a press release and yeah. seeing it actually in motion, like, okay, this, this mode's going to be really fun. Or, holy crap, that line now just whooped Link's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am excited for the, uh, what is it, the, are they calling it like the, the trial of the sword? Is that the, yeah. yeah. That looks great. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And then they show, and then, among the 13 Amiibo that got announced today, <laughs> so if you thought Amiibo were dead, I, I got some bad news for you. Uh, the Champions Amiibo. good, except poor uh, Urbosa. Yeah, um, I don't know what's up between her legs, but it doesn't look comfortable. Unfortunate. She's having um, a really good day, Neil. <laughs> that, that's the that's the Gerudo, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, they're playing. Oh, they're doing Urbosa like I play my Link. <laughs> Full of surprises. Oh. Yeah, that covers most of the games from the presentation, except for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle was shown off very briefly. And it was on the live stream. Yeah, it was on the live stream. I'm, I'm sure there, you there, there, there was a little bit in the spotlight on Mario and Rabbids Kingdom yeah. Battle. Eve's, yeah, Eve's talked. Him, and, him yeah. and Miyamoto continue with their bromance. <laughs> you guys talked about it uh, somewhat last night on your show, which is going to be in the audio version. If the third-party chat that Neil and the gang did, that's going to be after this episode in the audio version of the show. So look forward to a big, like, two, two-and-a-half, three-hour show. But what I just need to say is that this game looks like it has a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah, it does. Dude, I'm, I'm, I mean, I said it yesterday. I'm really excited for this game. It looks I'm not going to play it because I don't like XCOM games, but it looks really cool. It has half cover. I think that's amazing. <laughs> it's just like, like watching... I like, like, I like the Donkey Kong rabbit. Yeah. Just that was great. Watching the Treehouse Live segment, like I, just, I really want to mess around with that combat. It just looks fun. I, I think the game looks really funny, too. Like, yeah. In, yeah. In, in, a real, in a real way. Like It, it has that Minions-esque childlike humor but it also has some really smart writing behind it clearly and and yeah you you got peach taking a selfie and you got that uh that like slightly patronizing anti-millennial oh things from 2010 i hate everything from 2010 ever i'm i'm from the 1950s so, so you do have some of that reaction but like there, there's character it's it has character it has heart and it's nintendo not being safe. It's giving their studios to a European third-party production. And it looks like a European video game. It's a strategy game that's made by Ubisoft and has this really weird, colorful-looking Mario. It looks like fun. That's that's all I have to say about Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, August 29th. Looking forward to it. The, <laughs> the last games I have to talk about are not even really part of Nintendo's presentation. But it's the Atlas games that got revealed since the last episode of the show. Mm -hmm. Contrary 
to our E3 predictions episode. Etrian Odyssey 5 is getting localized. It's coming out in fall. Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology is coming in early 2018. And the game I'm most excited about, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux, is coming in early 2018. Ha! That's all I have to say to you, Neil. Ha! I mean, <laughs> I, I had heard I had heard some shit that did yeah. not seem promising at all. Um, I I'm my only response You're is like, thank Christ. Like I want to play <laughs> all three of those games really really badly. Um, honestly, thinking in my head, and this is going to be blasphemous. I think that if I'm if I were to talk about the games that I'm most looking forward to at the end of the, throughout the rest of 2017 that aren't Super Mega Baseball two. Um, it would probably be tied between Etrian Odyssey 5 and Super Mario Odyssey. Um, give me all the games with Odyssey in the title. I demand <laughs> them for sustenance. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm stupidly excited for Etrian Odyssey 5. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, very, I'm very happy I don't need to import it. I'm still, I, I still need to figure out if my one stopping block for Etrian games is present in this game before I jump in. Oh, but right. what, what is that? Um, uh, the dancer uh, class. Oh, okay. The, the especially the female dancers, which are wearing basically two dots and a dash, that looks very uncomfortable in the Etrian Odyssey art style. I mean, I don't know. Considering knowing but, some of the other the other games from Atlas that you have played, <laughs> I wonder why that is your line of the sand. <laughs> I it, it's just that those like I, I played the demo for Untold, and it's like the, they're the shopkeepers. Like, man, if I play this in public, I'm going to get arrested. I mean. <laughs> Can't you say that about like half of JRPGs? <laughs> like, I like the damn games, and like, come on. Like they have a person who's playing the Samurai games on Switch. Public, I've never been arrested. That's why you got the privacy yes, screen they... for your Switch for the Samurai. <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. You know they aged the characters up in the 3DS version. But the people who are looking at me playing the game don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about. It. You know, the the problem is they have significant work on their, shall we say, assets in Senran Kara uh-huh. that is definitely not present in Odyssey. But well, I digress. Radiant, Radiant Historia, yes, thank you very much. I I am all over that. Uh, Strange Journey Redux, I tried the first one. I don't know. It didn't really grab me, but I that was also before I played stuff like Apocalypse and the Persona series, so maybe it'll work this time. And like I said, Etrian Odyssey, I'll I'll try it. If they if they put a demo out for it, I'll certainly give that a whirl at least. Did you guys talk about yesterday? Did you talk about uh, Blade Strangers? Yeah, no, you can mention it. We talked about how it's the Zach Miller fighting game. Yep, yeah, absolutely is. Thank you. I have one more video game related thing to talk about before we go into our quick uh, bullet point subtopics. That that shouldn't take way too long. But it seems like there's been a slight update in the localization or non-localization of Monster Hunter XX on Nintendo Switch, which seems like officially there's no word right now. That, that's all I have to say on that. But it seems like well, there's no confirmation. I, I, I could, in, a, in a way, I could see part of it being they have Monster Hunter stories coming out this fall and they don't want to take away from that. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that... Um, if money changed hands to get Monster Hunter World onto PS4, or at least not onto a Nintendo system, then there could be some additional quo to go with the quid here 
that keeps Monster Hunter Double Cross from being localized. You guys, uh, are we getting the Amiibos for that game? Uh, they haven't announced. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? I mean, I'll buy those Amiibos without the game. Those are sexy. Although amiibos. I think weren't there some rumors that Nintendo might be publishing Monster Hunter stories in the West? Mm, I haven't heard that. That may that might be a Neil rumor. No, like that they did some, something I, that I saw on NeoGaf. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time that Nintendo distributed a Capcom game. Yeah. Metrics. I mean, I mean uh, Ubisoft is publishing a Mario game, so. True. Going through a couple quick chat things. Small Dream asks, how much does Metroid Samus Returns cost? It looks like that's a $40 game. Yeah. That is, that is $50 for the special edition with a CD. Mm-hmm. With 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 the Atlas case. Yeah. As, Brave, as James Jones called it. Brave Gallade says, well, it's not a main series Monster Hunter title. It depends which one you're talking about. Oh, oh, look at that. Someone just said in the chat, it's true. Nintendo was publishing Monster Hunter stories. What about now, Alex? Well, I, I guess we're equal because Etrian Odyssey 5 is getting localized. So there you go. If Nintendo's publishing it. I'll bet they bring over those amiibos. It's, it's, hold on. I'm, I'm getting lost here. It is the chat's moving a little bit. It's not. We got, we, it's it's not, hopping tonight. Yeah, it's hopping tonight. We got I like. Why? Was more. there something that happened today? <laughs> Small dream. How much does Samus. Oh, we already talked about that one. Brave Gallade, it's not a main series Monster Hunter title. Uh, Double Cross is a spinoff. World is confirmed by Capcom people to be the next main Monster Hunter game. Hmm. I don't I don't know if that means that it's... I don't know what that means, but they say it's the next main series entry. That, that, although that is coming from representatives in the West, and um, as we've learned over the years, uh, Japan is where Monster Hunter is the big thing. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. And to date, I don't think it's been announced for Japan. Yes, it has. Global global oh. release, I think. Okay. I, I got to reread the press release. Oh, wait, for Monster Hunter World? Yeah. yeah. It's not coming out in Japan. That's, it's uh, not coming out in Japan? That, that, that was the word last night, at least. Oh, oh wow. That is yeah. interesting. Cherry Goblin. Animal Crossing fans are upset. That's what he has to say about it. They are very mad. Um, guess what? Um, you know how Metroid fans have been pretty pissed for like half a decade? It's your turn, Animal Crossing fans. Get ready. You got a year of complaining. Um, <laughs> you probably won't hear anything about doing Animal Crossing game until next year. But probably <laughs> not more than a year. Yeah. Um, and well, you, you got to think there, there was a... the mobile game. The mobile game is a thing that exists, and it would probably make sense if you're going to release an Animal Crossing mobile game to, I don't know, maybe release a, an Animal Crossing game on your current system. <laughs> if if I, I could very easily see an Animal Cro- another Animal Crossing direct later this year, where they basically do the Fire Emblem Echoes thing, where they announce the Fire Emblem direct thing, where they announce like four games, including the mobile game. That would, I mean, that would probably, I mean, that that worked for Fire Emblem really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that Fire Emblem direct was like a good idea that presented the mobile game in a very good light. Uh, presented Echoes, which is an awesome game. Uh, they. Gave us more about Fire Emblem Warriors, teased a Fire Emblem game for the future. So you do that, and you mention the Animal Crossing mobile game. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some spinoff title also mentioned, and then like, okay, and it's coming to Switch next year. More details at E3. Word. That's all the, the video games. Animal Crossing needs a Breath of the Wild-like reinvention. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. 
where you can you can beat Ganon at the start of the game, right when you yes, get to the town. Exactly. You can just you can go beat Tom Nook. You can beat Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah. If you like, yeah, it's a, it's like a yeah, it's an Animal Crossing game where you can go anywhere and do anything. So you can you can take that shovel and you can go to Tom Nook after hours and find him in the back, and then then it turns into a detective. It becomes Hatful Boyfriend. <laughs> I played Wait, that game. Did... It sucks. Hatful <laughs> Boyfriend is really bad. <laughs> You just didn't understand it, Alex. I'm sorry. It's a it's a legitimate. I think what I'm really frustrated by is how legitimate of a visual novel it is, and that's just not what I wanted. Did you did you get to, to the the portion of it where it's a murder mystery? Uh, no. I you'll see my Steam library says six yeah. months. <laughs> just, where, okay, that, where that speak, is a dating speak. sim with pigeons. That then turns into a murder mystery. At the end. Okay, speaking of mysteries, where the hell is Detective Pikachu? Um, oh, I know. Probably never coming out in America. Oh. At least With until Danny the movie DeVito. It's probably because they're waiting for Danny DeVito's uh, price to go down. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, oh, he made it, the man is 70 years old. That that's and he doesn't. He Danny DeVito has never been the picture of health. That's that's all I need to say about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I hope I hope Danny DeVito voices Pikachu. That's that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. I mean, what we do with that Detective Pikachu movie coming out sometime? Apparently, that's a thing. Okay, that's all the video games, and I know we're we're an hour and a half in, so I do want to move through some of this stuff quickly. I have two topics that are basically the same thing, and then Neil has a very has some has a couple things too. Wait, I do. You said you had a list. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to go over on your list. Um, no, you talk. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, my first. Thing to ponder is that there's... Neil, is your kiss on on your list? My kiss on your list? It's, it's apparently not. So oh, it's, it's a song. There Damn. are there are two more days of entertainment electronic exposition. Waiting and... for that shadow drop, man. We're, that's my other topic. Those are both the topics. <laughs> two days left. Do you think we're going to see a game on each day? Do you think it's going to be a big game, a little game? Do you think we'll see we'll get two games again? Or do you think those two games were mostly it with maybe a Mother 3 coming? Um, I, oh, Jesus Christ. I expect a shadow drop to happen tomorrow or Thursday. I don't know what it is. Um, like, the only thing that I can call out by name is a Mother 3. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, I don't know anymore about that. Mother 3 I think there were some murmurs of, like, I think there was, like, some, like, I don't know, like, GameStop ad that mentioned a demo for Ever Oasis. I wouldn't be surprised if they show off Ever Oasis and be like, oh, there's a demo you can check out in the eShop right now. Like, that's not a compelling shadow drop, but, but well, like, that seems, that seems pretty likely. Um, I think we'll probably see them, like, show off the Animal Crossing mobile game or something tomorrow or Thursday. I think oh. there will be some game, and there will probably be, like, um, like, maybe we will see more about Monster Hunter stories, and they will mention the Amiibo for that game. Um, I, I think we're going to see some more like you know third party or smaller first party games that we might not have been sure like oh like when are they coming out like I, I think we're going to see stuff that we we haven't talked about at E3 yet on Treehouse um, Live over the next two days. Nintendo did an eShop sale this week with franchises that are at E3, but among the stuff they have in there is the first two Box Boy games. So I wonder if. Uh, the Box Boy Amiibo and that retail package might be coming. Yeah, they also have Senran Kagura 2. 
mm-hmm. in that sale. To be fair, there is a Sendrin Cogger game at E3. It's just not coming yeah. to Switch. Um, someone, someone mentioned. Uh, I think we'll see that Kirby Fighter game dated for holiday 2017. I think that I think that's a that's a pretty good bet. I also think that uh, it would not be an exciting shadow drop, considering that they just did it for the other uh, Robobo spinoff eShop game. Um, but that Kirby, what Kirby's Blowout Blast uh, that was shown yep. off of the April Direct. Oh that yeah, game, that that could be a game that maybe they show that Kirby game and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this is out right now. Uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a fun shadow drop. That would no. just be a shadow drop for shadow dropping's sake. The only fun localization I can think of, because I can think of Inazuma Eleven or uh, Great Ace Attorney, but those aren't Nintendo games. So and, the, those, and Ace Attorney and great, happening. Yeah, the Great Ace yeah, Attorney yeah. cannot happen. The only thing I can think of that's a fun localization that hasn't happened yet is Jam with the Band, which seems like a real long shot. I, I don't Didn't they just shut that down in Japan, or aren't yeah, they doing like, that soon? When was the last one of those that came out? There was uh, P. That came out in, in like what? 20, 2013. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, it. I could like there's a like a one percent chance of it happening, but I would be shocked if that actually did happen. But that's wait. Did uh, Battle Makuru come out yet? Not yet. I I'm expecting. I think we'll see that, that tomorrow. Be, but I think that gets data for like July once they've done some of the content updates. That could be a Shepard Drop game though. And, and there's there's nothing else on 3ds. Like there's that like weird football manager game. Pocket Football Club. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to come no. up in a in a in a Treehouse Live segment. No. Curtis asks, "Why can't Great Ace Attorney happen? Because it's a Capcom game." Um, because Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Literally, yes, literally the Sherlock Holmes, like the rights to that are a mess, and he is heavily tied into the plot of the Great Ace Attorney. Yeah. Yeah. The other possibility, since Nintendo is the one publishing a lot of Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm never came out in the States. But that's that's not happening. That's just an yeah. idea I had. Yeah. Or Such a crime. The, the Dragon Quest uh, I mean, to Monster be fair, 3. Uh, Theater Rhythm Dragon Quest is... is not really that great because you no, really right. a lot of those Dragon Quest games are a lot of those Dragon Quest game soundtrack are basically just the same and yeah, like compared true. to Curtain Call um because I I imported uh Theater Rhythm Dragon Quest and like that's a this is a pretty easy to import game I mean you need to have a Japanese 3DS to do it but right. if you do you don't really need to know Japanese to be able to play that game well um right. it's a rhythm game uh it's I mean it's okay but like I don't really think we're missing out by not having access to it, and I say that as someone that has an affection for the Dragon Quest series. I, I want if we want if we get anything Dragon Quest localized out of nowhere, I want it to be that slime boating game, the sequel to Rocket Slime. Oh, that yeah, that would be cool. Actually, you, you know what the Shadow Drop could be? Three words: Great Detective Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> no, that could be. Um, that's like that's like the right scale for it too. Yeah. And and hey, uh, tomorrow, um, I don't know. Like I wound up watching. I watched most of that Splatoon two tournament too. Like that was pretty cool. Uh, the spectator mode seems really nice in Splatoon two, um, in America one. So you know, yay. Uh, but tomorrow uh, at, I think it starts at ten a.m. Pacific time is when I mean the show floor opens. The Treehouse Live is going to kick off. They're going to show off some pocket tournament DX. And go right into yes. the fucking tournament DX tournament, uh, and then oh, after I that, you said something else. 
Oh, no, no. Um, they're going to go into their Pokken Tournament DX Tournament at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. And then after that wraps up, which if it if it went as long... Uh, God, I hope it doesn't go as long as the Splatoon <laughs> thing. Um, but that'll, that'll probably go until like noon or 1 Pacific time. And then after that, they said that their first game that they're going to go into is Yoshi for Switch. Uh, and then and then we'll have like you know uh, probably like an hour or two of Treehouse Live, and then it'll be the Arms Invitational, and that'll probably close out tomorrow's Treehouse Live, and then Thursday I think is just all Treehouse Live all the time. Yeah, what, yeah. When are we getting that uh, that eight bit fighting game? Pocket Fighter. Yeah. Who knows? It. I mean, that's a shadow drop. It was. Hey, that'd be nice. It, the. <laughs> The the developer hasn't uh, has been a little curse a little terse with people that have asked about why it's not out yet, but apparently de- they've had a few development snags that have forced them to wildly miss the March deadline that they set out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin Baruby, King Nintendo fanboy, says realistic Shadow Drop new character in Pokken. I say that's not going to happen because the press release explicitly said five new characters. And I also don't think that's much of a Shadow Drop. Yeah, because that implies that the game that implies a yeah. game. That the term Shadow Drop, which I I pilfered from uh, Easy Allies, uh, great great place. They're also on Patreon. Uh, former former NWR staffer Dan Bloodworth is there. He's a good guy. Uh, but they use that term as like when like for example at an E3 press conference or a Treehouse Live segment, they're like, "Here's a thing, and it's out now." That's a Shadow yeah. Drop. It's not like, like rhythm heaven Mega Man Sega Saturn. Yeah, that was a shadow. That was the shadow drop to end all shadow drops. But then the term came back. Mm. Rhythm Heaven was so good as a, sad, mm. as a shadow drop. It was yeah. the perfect thing for this. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we have to say about E three for now, right? Is is Neil? Do you have anything else to add? No, no. It's what we're all talked out an hour and a half later. Yep. How are you? People yeah. still awake? Um, caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> the, sh- the show started like one o'clock in the mo- in the afternoon here, so I slept in. <laughs> uh, word. Okay, that's our show of Nintendo News Report for Tuesday, June thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Alex Kalafi joined today by Donald Terrio at Donald Mick, Neil Ronahan at Enron Ten. Zachary Miller at Z Miller 1902. I'm at Kulafia. Go to Patreon, patreon.com/slash NWR. Get some sick Nintendo World Report exclusive content. We also have great content for E3 at NintendoWorldReport.com or NINWR. We have brave souls standing in lines that last over an hour. Oh, E3 is so gross. Yeah. They they had to open the gates, otherwise they it might have been a fire hazard. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yep. Maybe they'll learn their um, lesson. Apparently, 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 they didn't tell anybody in the actual show floor that they were doing that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Um, I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, I regret even less. Um, when when we we saw the reports of how fucking packed it was uh justin baruby and i high-fived uh, <laughs> being like good call i'm going to a conference in august that will have tops 500 people in it <laughs> oh 
that's our show. Go look up Nintendo News Report on iTunes. Nintendo News Report is on iTunes. It's on your podcatcher of choice. It's also on Google Play now. This show is going to include this hour and a half episode. It's going to have some music in the middle. And then it's going to have the hour plus event from last night, which was, what, almost two hours long? Sure. Uh, it was just over an hour, I believe. Oh, okay. Just over <laughs> an hour. Same thing. You're going to have a, like a two and a half hour Nintendo news report tomorrow, which is going to be very, very, very exciting. Anyways, on behalf of myself, Neil, Donald, Zach, have a beautiful night and a beautiful E3. Be safe. Good night. All right. Hey everybody, I'm Neil Ronahan, and we just finished the first part of E3, I guess? Uh, E3 Day Zero, or Day 3, I'm not really sure how we even keep count of all this stuff now, now that E3 starts on a Saturday and ends sometime in July. <laughs> um, but we're going to go over the Nintendo news that has come out so far, as we are on the eve of the Nintendo E3 Spotlight and the start of the conference itself. Joining me to discuss FIFA, Skyrim, Mario and Rabbids, and some other stuff is David Lloyd. How are you? JP Corbin. Hey, everybody. And Donald Terrio. Donald? Donald. Donald, are you there? Donald, can He's you hear me? They're not good. Okay, maybe maybe we lost a Donald. Uh, looks like he's frozen. But, um... I don't know if Donald will have too much to add to the first bit of Nintendo news that we're going to be covering, and that's uh, FIFA 18. It's a it's a real thing. It's playable. It's out in the wild. It was at not at E3, but at EA Play. Uh, we have some footage of the game out there already. But JP, as our as our resident soccer fanatic, yes, and uh, and FIFA expert. Yeah, with your with your Sounders. Your, your celebratory yeah, Sounders shirt, garb. U.S. national team hat. I'm decked out for this. So, how are you feeling about FIFA on Switch? I know that it does it does have Ultimate Team. It does. So that's good. It does not have the the, the journey story mode. That that is a shame. Cool. I, the thing is, I never got that into it with last year's version of the game. Like it's cool, and I really appreciate what EA was trying to do, but it doesn't have that much lasting appeal to me. I didn't think. I mean, it would be nice if it were there, but, I mean, it's it's not that big of a loss. Um, um, are, are you are you planning to get FIFA on Switch? And oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely... Will, will it take over um, your, your FIFA playing habits? Do you think you're going to lean primarily towards Switch? Uh, yeah, I think I'm at least going to give that a shot. I'm going to try to do that. Um, I, I, I just love the idea of having sports games on, like, a handheld form factor like that. I used to, back when they made it, get really into uh, MLB The Show on Vita. And I in the and around that time played FIFA for PS4 and remote play. So I, I just love to have that option with, with games like this that I'm going to sink a ton of time into. Um, whether or not it sticks is going to depend on the depth of the modes, which we didn't really see that much. You know, they, we showed gameplay, which looks okay, but I, I really have to see how, you know, exactly what we're going to get in terms of a career mode.
Yeah, it seems like they're kind of promising just like a, a regular old vanilla career mode, which would hopefully be enough. Like, I, I mean, I mean that's, that's what I play most of the time. I mean, yeah. last year, like that's I, I. It's just how you know how many of the features of the the current career mode are going to be implemented in this version of the game. Yeah, like it's, this, it's, this. Yeah, so like that. I I want to see more of that, and we we haven't really seen that so far. Yeah, it is a custom version of the game. It looks like it's kind of halfway between, you know, like a, a PS3 360 version and a PS4 Xbox One version. It's not running on the EA Frostbite engine. Which, which is just as good because it caused a lot of problems last year. Maybe okay. they fixed that in this year's version, but the, the Frostbite engine was pretty... Harm, like it was, it negatively impacted gameplay in last year's version of the game. I'm, you know, if I, maybe they fix that this year on the other consoles, but I'm just as happy to not have that there this time. Yeah, I, th- I think the imp- some of the other impressions that I had read about the game during the EA Play was basically that it was FIFA 16 with maybe some with some different lighting. That seemed to be where where they're going with that. And if that's the case, that was the last one that before frostbite so right and and be. i in terms of just gameplay standpoint i definitely preferred fifa 16 to fifa 17 so that that yeah. honestly kind of sounds like a good thing i guess it depends on what they're going to do like if they if they fix some of those issues with the other game i don't know but like fifa 16 was better than fifa 17 in a lot of ways yeah i haven't i haven't played a fifa game since since the launch of the uh, the launch of the Wii U, yes, um, and that was a really good version too. It was a really good version. It was it was very good. I reviewed that. I gave it, I think, a nine. So, hopefully, this one is is on that level. It'd be great. I, you know, and it, so. and it was so good. They never released another one on the Wii U. Yes, hopefully that <laughs> changes this time. Hopefully, I guess maybe if they put in enough work trying to build a custom engine. Maybe they'll try and milk something out of it and give us another. Yeah. Hopefully, it sells halfway decent. So moving on to the next announcement, I mean, that was pretty much it for Saturday. Uh, EA didn't comment on anything else. I think they made the comment about how the new Need for Speed could run on Switch, but they're not going to bother, which is kind of <laughs> like, come on, maybe maybe just say no comment. Like, You don't need to stoke that fire more. It seems like, a, like, okay, you know, if playing in, and if FIFA does well, then maybe next time, but yeah. I'd like to see it uh, lead into NHL 2018. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that would be awesome. It's not going to happen, but it would be no. amazing. Madden. Bring Madden. I don't think Madden, Madden's Madden, ever coming I think Madden, I don't know. Madden, I think if FIFA does really well, then maybe, but probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that would definitely be the, the step forward for EA. Uh, I mean, at least for the sports stuff, is if FIFA on Switch sells really well, then, I mean, we'd understandably get a FIFA next year as well, and then maybe Madden would be the next domino to fall. Right. I do yeah, I think... Would... I, I still think even if FIFA's a success, I don't know if you, I don't know if FIFA's success means that all sports game will work, or if just yeah. FIFA will work. I mean, and again, like the Switch is probably going to be biggest in Japan, where there's probably an audience for FIFA, whereas not so much for Madden. So yeah, American or, or NHL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, American football is a mild curiosity in Japan, and let's not even get into hockey. So, yeah, that's probably going to be your best <laughs> bet. Although there'd be a is. small, small market in Europe for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a yeah they they had a national team that was up in some of the higher levels, but I don't think their hockey leagues are all that big in Japan. So yeah, no. But, all right. So moving on to the next news, which was oddly at the Microsoft conference. 
Uh, <laughs> Minecraft, there's cross-system play coming to Minecraft across a whole bunch of consoles. Uh, I think there was some confusion over this at first, but the way it looks is that all versions of the Xbox, um, or, or no, so it's PC, Xbox One, mobile versions, and the Switch version, they will all be able to be played together. That, right? is, that is very cool. Um, that, that is, yeah, I believe that is accurate. I looked at your news editor. Is that correct? Yeah, that that is correct. It's like I think it's just the win. I think it's the Windows 10 version of on the PC oh, okay. because I I know some I know some people that are heavily into the PC version and they've indicated this won't work for them. But mo but you, you figure Microsoft owns Minecraft, so they would put it on their platforms and make it work. The the big story I think out of this is that Sony is continuing to refuse to do cross-platform play because they. They're the main stumbling block for cross-platform Rocket League as well. It is. I mean, it is interesting that Nintendo agreed to this. Like, I, I don't know that I necessarily would have expected that. I think it's a super smart play. I mean, even it's uh, smart, but I wouldn't still. That doesn't mean Nintendo's going to do it. And I saw something today that uh, so there's the super duper graphics pack that's coming to. It's going to you know Minecraft in 4K. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. just kind of like updates the textures. The lighting looks better. That a a not as pretty like it's not going to be 4k on switch but that super duper graphics pack will be coming to switch as well and 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 every platform that's part of this cross system compatibility yeah. it just like the you know it'll look nicer it just won't look as nice as the xbox one x right. I know, but I that's that's like that's awesome like uh, i mean i i like the idea that you know eventually i will crack down and, and play minecraft and, and try to figure it out because I, it, it's Minecraft is probably the first game that I started looking at and was just like, oh, what happened to me? I'm old. My niece the, plays a ton of it on mobile, and I could play it on Switch, and then we could play together in the same worlds. That's like, right, yeah. that's great. You need you need to jump head first. That's how it worked for me. My nephews, yeah. same thing. Tried to convince me, uh, got me to download it on the mobile, and I just took ten minutes and then forget it. Um, <laughs> I know, like in, in in the wake of this announcement on the forums, people were already getting together plans of like an NWR kind of Minecraft server that you can access through this. Yeah, maybe so, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that's what yeah. I'll do after this. I will uh, I will I'll download Minecraft on Switch. It's a good version. Like I I've really I mean I've sunk a ton of time into it. I hadn't played it in years. They've added so much to the game since I last played it. But I'm I'm getting really into it, so it, it's a good I, I did I did screw around with it on Wii U a little bit, uh, but that was getting near the phase of, hey, maybe there's not that much to do on the Wii U. Am I ever going to play the system again? <laughs> kind of stuff, <laughs> or it'd be like the random virtual console game, which is be so easy to play on Wii U. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, no, 2013, I think was. <laughs> <laughs> um, now my my Wii U is currently. Uh, in my entertainment center, but where I have my Switch dock usually, I just put it in front of the Wii U, so the Wii U is just jammed to the back. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't bothered dismantling it because it hasn't. It, I don't know. Uh, the Wii, it's sad. You don't, you don't need an HDMI port that badly yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. I have the. I, I, I do. Like, I think I just unplug the HDMI cable. It's still hanging out the back of the Wii U. It's not into the TV anymore. Oh, so um, you're just doing off TV stuff. Yeah. If it never comes up, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I tried Minecraft on Wii U when the physical version came out about this time last year, but I just did not get into it. But 
I suspect since my nephew in Alberta has a, an Xbox One that they bought specifically for Minecraft, that I might get roped back in. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, I the, the idea of this cross-compatibility is going to make me way more likely to get into it because I don't... I don't really have a lot of people that I know that are super into Minecraft outside of people on the site. Like I guess like I guess like more like people nearby. The people nearby that I know that play Minecraft aren't playing it on Switch or Nintendo platforms, but they are playing it on mobile or they are playing it on an Xbox. Um, weirdly, yeah, weirdly not a lot of them playing it on PlayStation. Uh, so I guess that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the the end of Sunday. Uh, we had Skyrim on Switch. Was it, it got a trailer at Bethesda's half hour of power at midnight Eastern time. I don't, I, although I guess technically, if you're on the East Coast, this was Monday morning. Um, but they showed off some cool stuff in the Skyrim Switch trailer. Uh, first off, there's motion controls that you can, I don't know, use the Joy-Con to like fire a bow and arrow, swing a sword and shield. I don't know how it'll actually work in practice, but like it might be fun to screw around with. Skyward Sword Rim. <laughs> yeah. Like, David, are, are you excited at all for, for Skyrim in general and motion controls in Skyrim? Uh, I'm a fan of Skyrim. Um, I don't know if I can... It'll be de- totally depend on the price for me because I actually have Skyrim on the 360. And then for Christmas, I got Skyrim remastered for the Xbox One. <laughs> so now I'm sitting here like, oh my god, like... You're Skyrim. Am I going to drop $70 for the third version of the same game? But then I Could, see that I can be Link and I'm. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Nuts and I'm like, no, like, put that in the Xbox one so I don't have to spend $70. Bucks. <laughs> like, it could be worse. You could spend 470 bucks and get it in VR. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you won't be able to play as Link. I so know. What's it's, the yeah. Point? yeah. There's no ultimate version. You can either play as Link I or do VR. Like, well, in, Skyrim came out. Skyrim came out almost six years ago. <laughs> this is madness. Somehow, like, but there's know. still lots to the game that people like. You could play it, like when I, I've played it twice. Once, once as a wizard and once as an archer, and there's still different ways to play. So, I, like, I could find reasons to go back, I suppose. But I um, mean, but for I, me, like I've price. been, you know, I've been. It's a game like I've always had the ability to play. I've always had platforms that I could play it. And I've always been kind of tempted, but I never got around to it. So for me, this seems like the perfect opportunity to do it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in in, in trying this out. Did we yeah, get I, a release date? Um, uh, you know just because yeah. to me, it it would also depend on what's coming out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I I hope this is like an early September release or something because if it gets yeah. later in the year I I think it could easily fall by the wayside I, and at first I was kind of like why isn't Skyrim at launch but I think if this came it out it got killed while, by Zelda yeah yeah like I mean that's the thing is that I feel like there's too many comparisons to be made between Breath of the Wild and Skyrim and I think kind of being like all right you played Breath of the Wild you played a ton of Breath of the Wild now check out Skyrim it's kind of like that but old yeah yeah, I think it, like early September really would be the ideal time. People have finished finished Zelda, but a lot of the the heavy hitters still aren't coming for a little while. Yeah, well, like, they might be too close to Super Mario Odyssey because yeah, yeah. I think early, I think early October because Bethesda seemed to set up for like they have a big release every two weeks. So at at the end of the year with or in October with Evil Within two and Wolfenstein two, so maybe they just get it all out in like early October. Yeah. 
and go. That's farm. like no later than that. I mean, I think that could work, but even still, you you know, that's that's I, pushing it. I think. I I just want them to. I just want to make sure they take as much time as they need because my la- my only experience with Skyrim was the PS3 version at launch. <laughs> oh, you poor soul. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember the, the Iwata asked for Xenoblade Chronicles X, like Iwata was shocked at how much the uh, Mario Club was charging for testing. I want to see what the bill is for Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, That's like, one thing. I, actually, you know what? I wouldn't put it past Skyrim getting a last minute delay because it fails a lot check like eight times. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's not going to let them get away with some of the <laughs> stuff. I mean, like it is really looking bad. It is truly amazing how bug-free Zelda was. Like, you know, you hear the horror stories of Skyrim and all these kinds of things, and Zelda, I'm not going to say it was completely bug-free, but it was, it was, it was great. Like, it it really didn't break. Like, it it, it was, there were a lot of things there, but they worked. Well, some of the bugs are even fun to watch. I uh, watched a YouTube clip where a guy uh, somehow managed to have a bomb in midair, and he had this shield, and then he shot himself over... uh, he was in one of the shrines and it like lifted him over the um, the wall so he didn't have to do the whole puzzle and it was just funny watching Link, you know, do somersaults in the air because he got blasted by a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had someone in the chat, the elephant asked, what time does E3 start tomorrow? Uh, uh, noon Eastern is when, or, or 9 a.m. Pacific is when Nintendo's E3 spotlight will kick off. Um, and that's basically when E3 starts tomorrow. The show floor itself will not open until noon Pacific. Uh, 3 Eastern. Uh, we will be live probably between 10 or 11 Eastern tomorrow uh, playing some ARMS if you want to check that out. Um, but back to Skyrim. Uh, the Amiibo stuff, we kind of touched on that but didn't spell it out. It looks like all the Zelda Amiibo will do stuff. We don't really know what other than you will get a Master Sword, a Hylian Shield, and the, the Champion's Tunic from Breath of the Wild. Now, will uh, the Master Sword shoot out uh, the blue? <laughs> Only when you're at full health. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if I wonder if we'll, we'll get the game and we'll find out that other Amiibo just randomly drop in stuff. Like, I, I'm going to tap like the Duck Hunt dog to it and see what happens. Yeah. I'll just, like, have a bird appear that you have to shoot. Well, they have to put in Animal Crossing because then they can clear the shells. Ah! Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm way in for Skyrim. I haven't played Skyrim since like January 2012, so it's been a long enough time that I've basically forgotten everything about that game other than like Dovahking. Um and, and arrows to the name. Yeah, yeah, arrows. To, well, no, I try to forget that, and I did forget it until yeah. you brought it up, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, nice job. But but yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty stoked for Skyrim. Uh, I just hope it comes out at a time when when I have time to play it. If not, then may- maybe I'll be playing Skyrim uh, a couple months after it comes out on Switch. So that's basically, well, I guess we can, we can touch on another thing that's kind of like Sunday slash Monday morning. Uh, Nicholas, who they've already released The Binding of Isaac on Switch. They're going to release Cave Story Plus uh, in about a week. Yeah. And they announced four other games coming out for Switch this year. We have Tiny Barbarian DX, which is, according to their press release, a combo-based hack-and-slash platformer. Uh, that looks like, I mean, like a, you know, retro-themed 8-bit, 16-bit kind of thing. I've heard, I've heard good things. I think it's already out on Steam. The End is Nigh, which is the new title from uh, Binding of Isaac slash Super Meat Boy. I cannot wait for this Wonder one. Kid. It looks like Super Meat Boy 2. Hmm? Yeah, uh, it's by Edmund McMillan, who 
I mean, he, he makes some damn good games, and this does kind of look like a, a follow-up to Super Meat Boy, although it is worth noting that it's not it's not him and uh, Tommy Refinez. I'm probably butchering his last name. It is not the exact same people who made Super Meat Boy, but it does look... It, it's half of the people who made Super Meat Boy. And in terms of the gameplay we've seen, it is very reminiscent of Super yes. Meat Boy. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I'm up for. Yes, please. Uh, It'll Do 2 Plus is the sequel to uh, a, a game that came out on Wii U uh, by the, the company Ludosity. It's kind of like a Zelda-like that I don't really remember liking the first one at all. Uh, I, I haven't heard much about the sequel. I believe it is out elsewhere right now. All three of those games will be out uh, Q3, so probably sometime over the summer. And then at the end of the year, we're going to have uh, a Zach Miller fighting game called Blade Strangers <laughs> from Studio Saizen-san. I think I said that right. Uh, yeah, they true. developed uh, the Code, Code of Princess on 3DS, which is a pretty cool uh, other... Uh, also a Zach Miller-approved hack-and-slash yes. game. I bought it, and I didn't play it. But damn, fuck it. It's, it's, it's free. It's a... It's a regular in the Atlas sales back when they did those on 3DS. Yeah, and it's also uh, they did Yumehari Kawase, uh, which that game also came out, or one of those games came out on 3DS as well. Um, and it's uh, it's uh, Blade Strangers is basically a a 2D fighting game that is trying to have simpler inputs, a la Smash Brothers, but looks like a looks like a Guilty Gear game, and that's coming out at the end of the year. I'll be. Um, I'm. I'm intrigued by the fighter just because I recognize some of the characters in it. But, um, the like, the end is nigh. Evan Kamala makes some very. I'm sure they're very good video games. I just have no interest in in the kind of games that he works on. So I'm. I'll be intrigued to see if the end is nigh does something to change it. But from the description we've got, that's probably not going to happen. I mean, it just, it just looks like Meat Boy too. I. Which I did a. Uh, yeah. Super Meat Boy came out on PS4 last year, I think. And it yeah. might have been a PS Plus game. Yep, it was. Uh, and I I played Super Meat Boy when it came out on X360 and like devoured it. I don't know if I'm as into like the Massacre platformers as I was a couple years ago. So that'll also go a long way uh, as to if I want to play The End is Nigh or not. I will definitely keep an eye on it because that dude makes some good games, even if you know Binding Isaac kind of fell flat for me. Who knows? Uh, but but Nicholas is supporting Switch in full force, at least for now. I mean, they were doing that on Wii U for a while. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, and maybe this time they won't add a patch in that breaks, you know, basic <laughs> game control. All right, so let's move on to the big news from today, uh, which Ubisoft brought a lot of Switch stuff to the fore. Uh, the most important thing that they that they announced is that. Just Dance 2018 is coming out on Wii, Wii U, and Switch in October. That's going to be a trivia question 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did, uh, from talking talking with people on Twitter, uh, I did find out that the most recent, where, uh, where a, a game came out three generations at the same time, because we did have, uh, the, I guess, Just Dance 2017, came out on Wii, Wii U, and Switch, but the Switch version did not come out at the same time as the Wii and Wii U version. Uh, the last time this happened, I believe, was with FIFA 2014, which came out on PS2, PS3, and PS4. Yep. Uh, so it's not, not an uncommon occurrence, but definitely one that doesn't happen often. 
Yeah, and if you're wondering why the Wii version is still getting made, um, the Wii version was actually the best-selling version of Just Dance 2017 last year. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I guess uh, it's but... not that surprising considering the audience, but still, that is kind of amazing. Uh, all right, so so now let's really get to the important Ubisoft news. Uh, Steep is apparently still coming out on Switch, despite <laughs> not being mentioned in basically anything about the game. There was a big DLC pack coming out in December. It's like based off the Winter Olympics. But we maybe it's coming to Switch. I don't know. The game supposedly is, in theory. It was an odd choice. But, I mean, certainly, like, Ubisoft was pretty open about supporting the Switch, so it's kind of odd that they didn't mention it there. I think, yeah. I think that game has some challenges, such as a mandatory online connection, that make it kind of a difficult proposition, I think, to bring to Switch, and I could easily see this game getting the Saints Row treatment of, oh, we'll promise it at the launch of the system, but not so much. I mean, the difference is that Saints Row is a game that people wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> the Saints Row 3DS game, yeah. That, I'm, I'm sure that would have done gangbusters. I mean, that's that's way more interesting than a port of a, an extreme sports game that landed with a resounding thud last year. Uh, I from what I heard with Steep is that that was just kind of the way to get their Snowdrop engine onto Switch. It was kind of like, all right, let's do this. And I mean, I assume it'll come out. It did. It did seem to resurface in some press materials where it was at least mentioned. So it, it still exists for now. I, I'd like to think that we're going to get that uh, that uh, PyeongChang Olympic downloadable content because that was certainly some Olympic events there. But that might end up if that game is only coming out later this year, we may not see that stuff until closer to the actual Winter Olympics. All right, so now let's get to the to the real big Ubisoft news. Uh, Ubisoft Toronto is working on this pretty cool game. It's a like a space combat game called Starlink Battle for Atlas. It's not coming out until late 2018, or I think they said fall 2018. Yeah. Uh, but it it's a kind of it's a kind of neat game where like you have real life figures that you can use to build your ship and it'll like clip onto your controller. Uh, I, there's a lot of details about this game that I would like to see figured out. And I guess we have about a year and a half for that to happen. Yeah, we got a while. It's got another E3. It's going to show up at hmm? the concept of this game sounds incredible. It does. Hmm? It just, I, I don't know. Like, is it going to be worth buying these physical items, especially when they did mention that you can basically get everything virtually as well? Yeah, uh, to me, like, the toy thing doesn't really interest me, but the game looks very much like something I yeah. want to play. Like, yeah, it reminds me, like, there's a couple board games that I really like that, that are, like, similar in style to this, where, like, you have a ship that you're upgrading and building as you go, and there are, you know, miniatures that you can build on. Uh, and, and, like, I feel like there there is there is a game in my head because we haven't really seen that much about what the actual game is. But there is a game in my head that that I would waste hours and hours and hours of my life in. I'd be interested in the toy if it used motion controls, because imagine you're holding it like an actual toy <laughs> flying through the game. I mean, you could probably do that. Like, I I mean, in theory, if it's using the the, the switch controls, the Joy-Con. Well, just the you could use that as a the positioning of the of the ship itself on the the grip, like in the middle, just made it seem like you know there's a possibility to yeah. it. Yeah, 
Like, I don't know if I want to get then, sucked into another Toys to Life thing. Like, I got, I didn't get into yeah. Skylanders as much as Neil, but I got into it. And I'm not sure I'm going to do that again. But if you can get all this stuff virtually, like, I might be sold on this game. Yeah, yeah. and and the, the I think the Toronto branch was, I think they were the leads on at least one of the really lo- beloved Assassin's Creed games. I think... I, I thought this was the first. I, I think the Toronto. I'm, I'm gonna Google it. Google I, I just know that I'm, gonna, I'm going to look up Ubisoft Toronto. I think they they founded. They they opened very recently. Uh, okay. I I just know and is okay. when they opened. Yeah. So I think they I think they might have had some involvement with Black Flag, and I know that uh, Clint Hawking, I think of Half Life and Far Cry Two, is one of their principals. So that could get really funky really fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know um, uh, former former staff writer here, uh, Tyler Olu, has been trying to solve the Clint Hawking case. I haven't checked in with him yet to see if what, what, what is Clint Hawking working on. <laughs> uh, so, so the first game that this studio made was uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Um, then they worked on Assassin's Creed Unity, Far Cry Four, Rainbow Six Siege, Far Cry Primal, Watch Dogs Two. Although that looked like just, I know it looked like they were, I mean maybe not the main main developer, but they they worked on Watch Dogs too. They worked on For Honor, they worked on Far Cry Five. But this is one that they are they are leading from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. Ubisoft yeah. works that way a lot of the time. They yeah. kind of distribute things. They have ten thousand employees. That's how everything leaks. Yep. Uh, so now let's get um, no more screwing around. So that rabbits came is a real is a real thing. Uh, Miyamoto came out at the start of the Ubisoft press conference uh, with a gun, and then yeah, he killed everyone not? in the audience. And uh, currently, cops are searching for Shigeru Miyamoto as he roams uh, downtown LA. I love how excited Miyamoto still gets for this kind of thing. You know, yeah. at his age, he's been around so long, he still gets into it like this. It's fun. He, he had a fog machine. Like he, he looked yeah. like he was doing the en- he was doing the comeback entrance for the wrestler who's been injured for a year. Yeah. And my God, who is it? <laughs> my good God, that's Shigeru Miyamoto's music. <laughs> uh, Although, but no, I mean like it was a, it was a great way to start off the show. Um and I mean yeah, me both both Eves and, and Miyamoto together, like that's a that's a good pair. Um I want to see them go on more like buddy cop adventures with their dumb looking guns. <laughs> Uh, and a businessman trying to save his company. The other is the creator has been taking a few too many drugs. Then here they fight crime. <laughs> well, yeah, one's a creator who made Star Fox Zero. Well, we saw how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so yeah, so Miyamoto came out. Uh, there was a really nice moment where uh, the creative director of Mario and Rabbids came to battle. Like looked like he was almost going to break down crying. There were some cool stories coming out after the fact about how like. Uh, it's uh, the the creative directors from Ubisoft Milan about how like like Miyamoto was in Milan in like 2002 and like this guy was trying to find find out what hotel he was at so we could meet him <laughs> um, and that didn't work um, but then he finally got to meet him when they pitched this Mario and Rabbids game back in 2014 which holy lord this game's yeah, been how in is that even for three years, <laughs> three years. Um, I mean maybe in retrospect like the fact that it took like two and a half years to leak. Is really impressive. Yeah, that is impressive, really, <laughs> by by Ubisoft standards, by the industry standards that they kept it secret that long is pretty good. And, although, yeah. I mean, a part of it is like, how many people are really going to believe you? We're making a Mario and Rabbids like tactical yeah. RPG. It sounds like you know crazy made up stuff. Like, 
maybe it did leak and nobody took it seriously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, this game is a weird strategy RPG. It's basically Mario and Rabbids meet meet uh, meet XCOM, and it looks really cool. Yeah, like, honestly. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> this, like, this, I, I think this I, is my game of E3 so far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like we haven't we haven't gotten to the to the real shit with Nintendo as as it's gonna happen tomorrow. But like, I. I, I mean, this is what I've been after in, in video games in general for for years at this point, and I and I made the comment at the start, like you know, at the start of the weekend, about how like, you know, I just want to see something kind of out there and crazy and original and inventive, and like, this game kind of checks off all those boxes. Like, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if it actually turns out to be good, and we won't have to wait long. It's out on August 29th. Yeah. Uh, so we have two and a half months until that game is out. Um, but like that. It just, in a really good way, like it, in a I've never played a game like this before kind of way. Because it, it so easily could have just been like, that's like Mario Luigi, but you got rabbits now too. Like no, but they they went for they went for this weird strategy RPG. Like yeah, the strategy RPG stuff where you're like you're like chaining like jumping on the heads of other uh, of other player characters and like going through pipes. Uh, using cover, it's it just it looks really fun, and I'm, I I can't wait to hear from from our guys out at E3 um, when they get to play it. I would assume sometime from tomorrow. Yeah, it's like when we first heard about this, you know, when this started to leak a little bit ago. You know, a lot of people mocked it, and it's like I was like I was a wait and see, but I didn't think it was it, it sounded too weird. But it's like now that I'm seeing this, it's like yes, I'm on board for this. This looks really interesting. Yeah, David. How about how about you? Are you down for some Mario and Rabbit's action? Oh, I definitely am. Uh, just hoping that EB will take my money for a pre-order first thing in the morning tomorrow. You know? <laughs> it took I know them there forever was... for the I, Switch. I, I literally just pre-ordered it right now. <laughs> uh, I know there, there was a collector's edition for it, and it looks like there's a bunch of like uh, there's some figurines and stuff, but there there will not be specific amiibo. There won't, there, there won't be like a Mario me. and Rabbids Amiibo line, although Amiibo will do something in this game, apparently. Yeah, although, I mean, we, for all we know, we get that announcement tomorrow that there's going to be a specific Amiibo for this. Yeah, no, I, I saw some quotes like from people at Ubisoft saying there was no Amiibo line. So, I mean, that seems like if there's no Amiibo, if there's going to be Amiibo announced tomorrow, it seems pretty shitty to just be like, nah, there's nothing. No, I mean, well, yeah. it wouldn't be the first time we saw that with Nintendo and hardware. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I I just think I can't wait for someone. What were you saying? I just I just think the Switch audience is just ready for strange stuff. Like, give us new stuff. The Switch is new. You know, you you got the old stuff to keep us happy, but give us some new, something different. Yeah, like I I was kind of thinking like what was the what was the play behind Mario and Rabbids? Like I could see like. You know, all right. You you're trying to attract Ubisoft to, to you know make games for your system, uh, and and you're trying to use your IP in different ways and all that jazz. But it kind of looked like I think this game might be a way bigger hit than we all kind of expected when when we reported on those leaks. 
Yeah, it does seem like the internet is kind of coming around to it. Like it was, yeah. it was like people were really down on the idea when it first came out. But the more we're seeing of this, people seem to think, yeah, actually, this might be kind of cool. I think I think I saw somebody on Twitter like during the Assassin's Creed portion of the presentation, like, can we go back to the rabbits? That, yeah, that is a that is one of those senses you never thought you'd see in 2017. And you know what? All these people crapping on how the rabbits are just like dumb, dumb proto minions. Like you're not wrong, but. Who cares if the game's fun? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never been the biggest rabid fan. Like, I I don't hate them really, but they're you know whatever. But it, I don't know. It seems like this game is using them in a kind of interesting way. And really, the the you know Mario XCOM. Like, I'm on board for that. If they're, they're yeah. if the rabbits have to come along to get that, I'll take them. Well, it makes you wonder if the leak actually uh, benefited them because it, it got that initial shock out of the way. I would like to think yeah, that we helped out. The- <laughs> Nintendo World Report <laughs> well, saves you know, Mario versus Rabbids. Yeah, I mean, I saw Let the negativity think- come out a few weeks ago, and now it's just exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I it's mean, like the Wii name. Like we all we all made the jokes before yeah. that E3, and well, it turned out to be the biggest Nintendo's have ever had. Yeah, like I I, I do kind of think all on purpose. In the alternate reality where this game doesn't leak, like would the reception be similar? Would people just be shocked? Would people be mad? I do think that there is like you know the fact that this was a kind of proven it was proven that it existed like a month ago. By the way, <laughs> but it was proven that it existed a month yeah, ago, and and I think that that might have allowed people to have that like abhorrent negative reaction that like why would anyone ever do this? So that way, when it did actually crop up, you weren't just like why is this happening? You're like okay, this is a thing that exists. Yeah. Is it any good? Maybe it is. And I, I mean, I think the fact that the expectations were low because of knowing very little about it kind of helped people. Like, part of the positive reaction is saying, well, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Although, if it, if it hadn't, if this hadn't come out, like, if Lorikate Dale hadn't busted this, like, nine months ago, and then we got the stuff last month, and Miyamoto walked out on stage at the start of the Ubisoft press conference, I think it would have... Oh, it would have broke Twitter almost as like more than when he walked out on the stage for the Apple event last year. Yeah. 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 Cause I think people were kind of expecting it, especially when they showed that rabbit in the beginning with the Mario coin block. Yeah. Like that. It was kind of people. And then was, right, well, time yesterday they, they showed you know, the, the people saw, saw Miyamoto in LA. So I, I mean, he's he, there. He's in LA anyway. Like, uh, well, I mean, he's, I mean, Nintendo doesn't have a live press conference. He's not necessarily doesn't necessarily he, have to be there anymore. But he would go to. I mean, he goes to other booths. Like he goes to E3 yeah. as a. Just a I mean, E3, E3 is still you know great business, um, a great business meeting place as well. And and I actually like, I mean, even in the years where Nintendo didn't have a press conference proper, I'm pretty sure Miyamoto was there every year because he'll do interviews and stuff too. Like he's That's he's, true, he's yeah. a public face. Like I think there are some years. Like I've always wondered. Like is Tezuka going to be there every year? And that's someone who I could see like maybe skipping a year every now and then. But I think even he's been there every year that I that I went. I mean, dating back to two thousand nine, I think I've seen Tezuka every year. Yeah. Um, maybe he wasn't. One, one, one of my most. Year. One of my most surreal moments when I the E three I went to in twenty twelve was just standing ten feet away from Miyamoto and Tezuka just casually having a conversation right on the edge of the Nintendo booth. Yeah. It was like I mean like I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, it's E three, of course they're there, but you know, they're just right there talking. I I remember being up like I think we had an interview or something 
I forget who. Um, or maybe we just had an appointment. But like, so the way that Nintendo's booth at E3 is set up, uh, and I think they're going to have the same setup this year, is that they have that big, they have the large main booth, which is when people refer to the Nintendo booth, they're referring to that. It's you know, it's it's usually huge. It's what was decorated like Hyrule. It's what's going to be all Mario Odyssey like tomorrow. And then kind of like in the back corner, uh, a thing that's it's like a two-story structure that they have that that's for you know business meetings, uh, press stuff. Uh, where the interviews are, and it's it's basically just like a lot of like, you know, t- two floors made onto the show floor, and there's like rooms in there. There's a lot of demos and stuff. I remember being on the second floor of that with uh, with former NWR staffer James Dawson, who I think he was like 19 at the C3, and we're up there, and I just see we just see Miyamoto on the other side of it, and he's just like, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Say hi," and <laughs> went over and said hi to Miyamoto and Miyamoto just gave like the sleepiest half-hearted like okay hi and then like <laughs> shook his hand and then just walked away <laughs> he's, I mean, dude's probably tired a lot of jet lag oh, it's jet. gotta be ex- I mean I'm, I'm exhausted at E3 and just being there like he's gotta go around and do everything I mean, imagine it's crazy for him <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's three I mean, it's three or four time zones for us it's like what 12 for him yeah no I mean I always especially like if you see him like maybe the middle of E3 is when they're cooking and kind of used to it. But like I would like at the start of E3, if you ever, I feel like I've had a couple like appointments that that have like Japanese developers there, and there's always a moment where they're just kind of like, oh fuck, I'm tired, uh, because like that's that's a that's a rough adjust. It's a rough adjustment for me, and it's three hours. <laughs> Can't imagine it for them. So I guess before we wrap this up. Uh, does anybody have anything uh, non-Tendo-wise from what we had? We had EA, we had Microsoft, we had Bethesda, we had Devolver Digital, we had <laughs> the PC Gaming Show, we had Ubisoft, we had Sony, we had a whole bunch of stuff. I guess maybe like uh, if there's a couple things you kind of want to call out that you're stoked for. Um, I'm very interested in <laughs> in seeing what games Devolver Digital are going to bring to Switch aside from the ones they've announced. Just after that, because after their press conference, I will follow them to the ends of the earth. Yeah, I still haven't watched that, and I feel like I want to keep it that way for a while, just because I've just seen like gifts and like people talking about it online. And it just seems nuts. Yeah, and that and Sony announced tonight that there's going to be, or the Sony press conference was announced that there's going to be a multi-platform Monster Hunter. I'm very interested to see what happens when they bring actual Monster Hunter 5 to the Switch. Yeah, because there was a whole leak that seems to be kind of indicated. that there. So Monster Hunter World is this big open-world Monster Hunter game that's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC in early 2018. The kind of the, the rumory buzz around that is that uh, Sony was working with Capcom and kind of like uh, after the debacle that was Street Fighter V, supposedly Sony and Capcom worked together and then Sony was like, all right, cool, it can be multi-platform as long as it's not a Nintendo system. So it came out for Xbox One and PC. <laughs> Meanwhile, apparently Capcom is working on a like Monster Hunter 5 that's going to come out on Switch. And, I mean, they already are releasing Monster Hunter Double Cross in Japan on Switch. It's almost like there's now two competing timelines of Monster Hunter games, and we'll see what happens. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time. I mean, we had the, there was the Freedom Unite series... Which felt like a which felt like a spinoff of Monster Hunter, even though the core gameplay was 
pretty similar, but this one, like you said, seems to be more open world, but I don't know. I kind of prefer my games to have closed worlds. Yeah. No, like I, I think it, I saw what Monster Hunter World was doing, and maybe it'll appeal to a broader market than like Monster Hunter on 3DS, or I guess maybe a, a Western market might be the the better answer there. Yeah, it's not announced for Japan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a console game. I mean, like that's you know, like you know, it's telling that the traditional Monster Hunter is on the system that Japan's buying. Yeah, and and. That's what like I'm. I'd rather have a Monster Hunter game on Switch because the only way I ever got into those games a lot was portably. So having, but but having that 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 you know that that hybrid nature of being able to play Monster Hunter on the big screen with with prettier HD graphics and be able to pick it up and play it with me, like that's really appealing. And I don't know if I really want to play a Monster Hunter game on PS4 and Xbox One, but. But that's just yeah, me. me. I know there's I mean, a lot. Of, I, I, there's a ton of people that think otherwise. Yeah, I'm, I'm in with you. I bought Monster Hunter Try on Wii, but I didn't really like. I I've never gotten that into Monster Hunter, but when I did get a little bit into it, it was on 3DS. To me, that's a series that that is just best on a handheld type of thing. And and with Switch, you have that, or you can play on the TV. Like if if I'm gonna get into Monster Hunter for real, it's gonna be on Switch. So all right, David. Was there anything from E3 so far, non-Nintendo-wise, that you were excited for? Uh, I, <laughs> I was kind of, there's, there's, from what I've seen, there's nothing, like, everything seems the same to me. It all seems like dark, uh, shoot 'em up games, like, nothing all that original. Like, uh, I, I have an Xbox, uh, and, and... Mostly just to play Bethesda games, like I have Skyrim and uh, Fallout. I've been following the Fallouts. Um, but one of my favorite games on Xbox was like Sunset Overdrive, kind of a colorful, crazy uh, game like that. That it doesn't seem like Sony or Microsoft is too worried about going off on on a separate route of something like something of that nature again. Like it just seems like everything's. Like that, that Bethesda was all dystopian, uh, you know, what if things went wrong in the 1950s vibe? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people seem to not be into Bethesda's press conference as much, but, but I really liked it. Those games look good. Well, I th- the format was, like, the way it was presented, I thought, was very well done. Like, there was kind of, with that little map, and they kind of come in and out and go in the different worlds like i thought it was really well done yeah the the presentation format was great and the fact that they focused on 2017 unlike practically every other press conference which aside from assassin's creed basically showed everything else coming in 2018 yeah especially you sony well and then the like i was interested in the spider-man because i i do like the arkham knight uh series um yeah basically just looks like spider-man arkham city yeah so, it, like, they're not going to win any points for originality, but if they're going to use a format that works, then hopefully it works well. But I don't see myself buying a PS4 to play that game necessarily either. Yeah. Um, I don't really see a whole lot of stuff on my PS4 specifically that I'm excited to play in 2017. I don't really, like, what first-party games do they even have? Well, I'm, I, I have no interest in the Uncharted. Like, to me, I, I could just watch... Uh, 
go on YouTube and watch what those where they take out the gameplay and you just watch the movie. I mean, you basically, you've basically played the game, right? Yeah, like I mean, those, those are interactive movies to a large degree. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested in Uncharted, but I mean, I I have the collection on PS4 that I haven't played, so like you know, a new Uncharted doesn't really appeal to me. When I've got like three of them sitting here, four of them, I guess they release the other one. So like, there's so many of them that I can play. Adding another one to the pile doesn't really do much for me. But it's funny because my brother. Uh, thinks it's the greatest franchise ever made, and he <laughs> keeps trying to force me to play it. Like I'm not playing that game. It's like uh, they'll make a movie and it'll cover everything. Don't worry. <laughs> I guess for me, um, uh, someone in the chat mentioned Cuphead. I'm glad that, that got a release date. It's coming out in September. That game looks awesome. Uh, I'd argue that's probably one of the reasons why I have an Xbox One. Um, and I mean, other than that, like I, I, I don't like getting into like the kind of like oh, there was nothing for me, but like there kind of wasn't, and like that's okay. Are you stuff for. I, I was gonna what? say, are are you interested in um, original Xbox backward compatibility on Xbox One? Because that's Actually, really the big thing for me. Yeah, that, like that's really cool. Um, there are original Xbox games that. That I either never played, like I never played the Panzer Dragoon game that came out on on the original Xbox. That, yeah. um, I'd love to play that. Uh, you know, like Crimson Skies, like the yeah. fact that you can like, it looks like you can bust that out and like play, like you can like play land, yeah, land play. That that is cool. With an Xbox One to an original Xbox to an Xbox 360, like that's kind of incredible, even if it's never going to happen. Um, My one beef with the backwards though is uh, the good ones you have to pay for again. Like they're yeah. not even they're not backwards. Well, I mean, uh your original discs uh will work with with the Xbox One. Like even the uh, Arkham, like cuz they did the remasters of the Arkham. And I was under oh. the impression that the the originals wouldn't work. Oh no, oh, okay. I think we might be getting into the confusing that there is an original Xbox and and an Xbox One. <laughs> um the, the we're talking like Crimson Skies, Original Halo, Brute Force, Blinks the Time Sweeper, <laughs> those kind of games. That's yes, what they Blinks were talking. Blinks the Time Sweeper. That's yeah. what we're all in, itching to play. Sneakers. Yeah, that's what they meant by original <laughs> Xbox backwards compatibility. Not like yeah. I'm sure. Like I'm, if Arkham doesn't work because of you know Warner Brothers wanting to sell the remaster, that's on Warner. Yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah like, that's them basically saying they they want you to buy the game. They they don't want to let you play the old ones for free. Yeah. Like because it's it's up to the publishers about what to support for that, and so not everything is supported. Chat room is are, are the Arkham games available on 360 backwards compatibility? I I I would think that they're not, but uh, no, I, I I don't think so because they they came out with that uh, single that, disc yeah, that, that has both, there. like yeah. the original and the and the Arkham City. I mean that's just a, that's an unfortunate reality of the business is that if like you're going to do those kind of remasters you're not going to see, especially if they're not like you know Shadow of the Colossus getting that lavish remake that why I, I don't understand why that's happening I'll probably like I really like that game it makes it cool I'll probably check it out but like if Shadow of the Colossus is available through any kind of backwards compatibility thing. I imagine that'll be fine because it's a platform holder. But when you get into stuff like Warner Brothers having, you know, Arkham City 
in Arkham Asylum on one disc, like you're probably not going to see that show up on backwards compatibility if it's on Xbox One already. But I mean, the flip side of that, which was a really nice instance, um, EA last fall put all the Mass Effect games on backward compatibility on Xbox One in anticipation of Mass Effect Andromeda coming out. Which, when that happens, it was not like I, I, I'm still in the process of playing through them. But I mean, like that was a nice of trying to, you know, get people excited. Yeah, uh, according to Third Rate Minion, uh, no, the Arkham games are not on backwards compatibility. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks. So it's basically those Tales of Asperia and Splinter Cell Conviction. Yeah. Um, all right. What what else was cool about <laughs> that was announced? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that it was for an Xbox One act. No, I mean, I have an Xbox One. and Oh, Crackdown 3 looked cool. Um, I like Sumo Digital. Uh, they, made, they made a pretty dope Switch game in Snake Pass. And they're also making Crackdown 3. Terry Crews is shouting in that game. I'm a fan of that. And, yeah, I mean, it, it could be like Crackdown 2 and it could be bad. Or it could be like Crackdown 1 and it could be very good. Uh, time will tell. It's out in November. Terry Crews does make everything better. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's like Simon Proven. Uh, what else was cool? Spider-Man on PS4. I'm down for that. There's not a whole hell of a lot else that I'm really that into. Yeah, uh, really. This, this, uh, was it clear that know. the enhanced games for Xbox X or whatever they want to call it, are they? is it going to be free? It, the wording made it sound like... They were leaving it open that, you know, the game could you, cost the regular seventy nine ninety nine, and then if you want the enhanced, it's like another ten bucks or something. No, I think I think it just you buy it once, and like you know, I, I could I have a regular old vanilla Xbox One, I could buy games for that, and if I ever get an X, then all of those would be enhanced on that. I think the, I think the door is open, but I think Microsoft's preference is that they just ship them as updates. Like I get updates on my PS4 for PS4 Pro compatibility. Like yeah. Got them for Final Fantasy 15, for instance. So I suspect the Xbox One owners of that game are going to see those updates soon as well, even if they don't use them. And I think and. <clears throat> We sort of brushed by it a, a bit, but Wolfenstein 2, that new Wolfenstein game, looks really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like a fever dream in a really good way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I bought the... I, I played some of it, I didn't complete it, but I played through some of the, the first one, the, the new Wolfenstein on PS4, and I, I thought it was pretty good, and so yeah, I'm not... You know, necessarily in a hurry to buy a new one, but I think it's it's a game that that deserved a sequel, and I'm glad to see it's getting in. Now that rainbow, like animal or worm or whatever it was, that was part of the game, right? That thing he was chasing on an L- on a on an LSD trip there. I mean, I it think seems like it. Yeah, probably. It's, it's the Greek Kazoo. <laughs> yeah. Just watching it, wondering if it was added in as a joke, but <laughs> then they just kept going with the trailer. So I'm like, no, it's got to yeah. be in there. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I need to track down and play that first Wolfenstein game. Like, <laughs> I, I'm kind of really cheap at this point, so yeah. I mean, that, that and the Evil Within, like that's kind of, I mean, and we never, I guess, what well, we'll talk about 
Beyond Good and Evil 2 right after this, but like there were the couple games that I saw that I was just like, oh man, I need to go and, and play that previous game. And uh, the Evil Within 2 and Wolfenstein New Colossus were, were those two games so far that like I, I saw those and was like, I need I need to check check this shit out. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, did make me want to go back and replay Beyond Good and Evil. I've, I've never finished it, uh, but I don't know what in the hell that game is supposed to be. I'm glad that Michelle on sale is making it, but like I don't know why everybody's a motherfucker in that world. And also, there's a part of me that's kind of disappointed because I don't think that's coming to Switch. Yeah. It's also probably not going to be out for another ten years. Yeah, the because um, I mean Sony did did upload the trailers to their YouTube channel, but it didn't show up tonight in Sony's press conference. Now maybe that's just a we don't have time for this because they were trying to be in and out in an hour. But um, I'd say it's about a f I'd say there's a slim chance that that game comes to Switch. But if it does, it's because Nintendo paid up for it. Or by the time the game comes out, the Switch's successor may be out, and it might come to that. That's true as well. All right, I think by by that kind of silence, maybe we're done. <laughs> it's we gotta, late. We gotta, it's, I don't. It's, I don't want to talk about a Switch successor already. Yeah. <laughs> well, can we can we at least get through an E3 of the of the original system before we start talking about its successor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's like ninety five degrees. Uh, we got a hell of yes. a hell a hot snap. Yeah, I had to turn um, my air conditioner off before we recorded. Yeah, I had to so put an air conditioner. Off, so. Yeah, I had to put an air conditioner in my office. It'll probably limit our stream streaming tomorrow because <laughs> supposed to have five people in this room. It's not that big. Um, yeah, it's not, that I, it might be might be some uh some we might be having a lot more breaks in between streams after after uh after the spotlight during Treehouse Live and all that jazz. Just because, tag out like you have a few people in the stream. Everybody yeah. else can go get a water break, cool off. Yeah, yep. And have the air conditioner on and then be like, all right, we're going live. Turn it off and then be like, all right, we need to take a five minute break. Turn the air conditioner back on. I'm. I'm very excited tomorrow. I guess in our in our last moments, our, in our last public moments before the Nintendo E3 spotlight, uh, what is one thing that you realistically hope will happen? Like a long shot, but something that you actually think has a chance of happening. Pikmin. Um, Pikmin. So so Pikmin Four. What would you want your Pikmin Four to be like? I don't know. I, the thing is. Something that'll just blow like, your head. I'm, I'm fine with I'm fine with Pikmin three again because I thought Pikmin three was pretty much amazing Pikmin and it was, was so good. It like, was I mean it was <laughs> it was the perfect combination of the elements from the first two games and so basically just keep that and maybe add a few things but you know that's what I want I think like that is I don't think that's I mean that seems like a fairly realistic prediction it's not that out there to say that that could be there because you know Miyamoto has in the past basically said the game was almost done and that was like two years ago so who knows where it is now but uh, it's it's a game that we know what we're pretty sure is actually happening so i could buy them being that being something like say oh and for early 2018 pikmin 4 shit man i'll i'll, I'll be cockier with that i think fall 2017 pikmin oh. 4 all right i mean i, I think I, that i'll take that <laughs> Uh, but my my uh my surprise! Kinda... It's out now. Uh, oh God! 
I would we wouldn't be streaming. I'd just be playing Pikmin Four all day tomorrow. There you go. You kick all the just stream Pikmin Four all day. Time. Yeah. Uh, I think I think my my kind of ballsy pick that I actually think has a shot is uh, some sort of Metroid tease for probably 2018. Yeah. That's that's my that's my uh, that's my kind of like I don't think it's crazy. I think that's I think that could actually happen tomorrow. Uh, I think it makes sense. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I think that's very realistic. It's probably less likely than Pikmin, but still very realistic. I have no idea what that game would be. I don't think Retro is going to be making it because I do. I mean, if you follow what they've been kind of saying about Metroid over the past like two or three years, I don't think that timeline kind of adds up with when Retro finished Donkey Kong and we're moving on to something else. Because uh, I think what was that? It was E3 2015 is when they revealed Federation Force. And kind of had to double back, being like, uh, "Yeah, Metroid in the future. We're thinking about it. I swear." Um, and that's why I mean, I, I, yeah. I do think that after the response to Federation Force, I mean, they tried to salvage that game, but after E3 2015, the response was so overwhelmingly negative that if they are making another Metroid game, I think they kind of figured out what they were going to do around 2015, early 2016, and and that game is in development. Hopefully, um, by next level. Yeah. I mean, you're right well, that they're, uh, like, it, it's hard. I don't think Next Level yeah. would be behind it. I don't think, or at least if Next Level's behind it, we're not seeing it this year. Next Level doesn't, well, yeah, that's true, and I don't think Next Level, I love Next Level, I think they're very good. I don't think they have the chops to make a real Metroid game. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, because a lot of their stuff has been of the more, like, sportsy, bite-sized variety. I mean, it, it's it's a special skill that very few people have managed to pull off, really. To, yeah. to make a true Metroid game and to have it work, and uh, maybe they can, and I'm just doubting them. But I, you know, I don't think they're the ones to do it. Like Next Level has made some games that I absolutely adore. But if you look at their their kind of their lineup for Nintendo, or you know their their resume with Nintendo, uh, Striker the, the the two Strikers games, Punch Out, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, and Metroid Prime Federation Force, and all of those games. I mean, they're either they're either they're all good. Yeah, they're, they're all very good. Deep. Yeah, but they're either sports or like a longer game into bite-sized chunks that works well for a portable. Yes, are we talking 2D or 3D? Um, I would want 2D, but I like looking into my crystal ball, it's foggy. I, I don't know what it could possibly be. It's, I mean, I, I'll mean, kind of is- I'll, I'll default, and I said this um, my hope amongst hopes for pretty much every E3 since like 2010 has been show me a 3D Mario that will blow my mind. Uh, maybe we're actually going to have that tomorrow uh, with Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I'm very um, excited to see more about Mario Odyssey. But whenever I talk to people, and, I, and I've actually had this conversation with people, just because I think I think Metroid has just been in the air lately. Uh, I'm also I'm wearing a Metroid shirt. Feeling it was my kind of, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna gonna make it happen. I'm gonna will it. Uh, but I, I, I've talked to a lot of people about like, well, do do you want to see a 2D or 3D Metroid? And my answer has just been like, I don't know, make something cool. Yeah. Like I don't really care what it's like. You know what? I mean, outside of the story, Other M was pretty cool. Um, I, you know, I think yeah, I I think there is very much an opportunity to take the the idea behind Other M and do it better. <laughs> yeah. And I think I mean I think Nintendo might not want to get into the 2D Metroid scene because that's kind of 
there's so many people trying that right now. It's such a it's such a crowded field. I know Nintendo could do it better, but I think Nintendo might want to blow people away with like a really like show off like the power of the Switch and do something big. And I think that would almost necessarily be a 3D game. So hopefully we'll hear about Metro tomorrow. So, so David, what's what's your hope against hope that could realistically happen? Uh, well, I have a I have a realistic one and a not so realistic one. The realistic right. one is, uh, I I'd, I'd like to find out. I think Virtual Console is dead, but I'd like to see if there's going to be something um, besides this online Netflix, um, where there's maybe an expansive uh, library of older. Like I just want to try some old games on my Switch. Me too. Have like, you tried that's that? A... Have you heard of the Arcade Archives? But uh, like. The... No Nintendo. I want Nintendo. <laughs> I just I, I so for the next issue of Nintendo Force, you can read. I I, I wrote a uh, like a kind of roundup of the Neo Geo games. So I've spent a lot of time with those Neo Geo games lately. Uh, they're not bad. It's just there's three genres. That's it. There's Neo Geo. You got shoot 'em ups, yes. and then it's like Turf Masters. Like that's there's, it. Yeah, like there's shoot 'em ups, and there's fighting games, and there's Metal Slug. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, like Shock Troopers is pretty cool, like, but like it, it's like those games are just so kind of boring because they're all the same, and there is like nuance and differences, and some are better than others. But, but like I, I just I want virtual console games on my Switch, and that's why that news about the online kind of crushed me a little bit because, like, I don't I I think full stop we are not going to see NES or Super Nintendo games on Switch until the online launches because I, I think that's that's too confusing. To be like, oh, so we're gonna have this thing where you can get like Balloon Fight and Super Mario Brothers three, and they have online. Um, you could have yeah. previously paid for these games without online before. Like that, just like I feel like that's too confusing of a message to do. And I guess they could do it because Nintendo is not one to shy away from confusing messages. But I think I, mean, the, I think the that's a dumb that move. The Nintendo, the, the, the Nintendo, somebody from Nintendo specifically said this is not virtual console we haven't decided what we're going to do with virtual console yet it gives me hope that it is going to come like they're not just replacing it with this and this is all we're going to get there's going to be something but i think my hope is my hope for a virtual console in 2017 and maybe even tomorrow because you think they got to shadow drop something over the next three days and a retro game on switch seems like a pretty good thing to just like say it's out now uh my my hope, and if I were a betting man on any kind of retro shadow drop at E3, um, Mother 3 would be my top pick. And I think you can do that, that without that kind of confusing any messaging with NES flicks or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, uh, if not, another thing would be a GameCube game. Yeah, that's what Melee I was just about to or say. something like that. Maybe Sunshine to kind of tie it in and be like, oh, like Mario Odyssey looks cool. Enjoy Sunshine right now. I would play the shit out of Sunshine on Switch. <laughs> like I would, I would call out of work another day on Wednesday and just play Sunshine on Switch. The, the GameCube makes sense. Sit in my cubicle and just know, just play just play Sunshine on my cube. Screw everybody. I mean, I mean, they haven't sold GameCube games before, and they're they're not going to be part of the, the the Nintendo Online thing. So, like, this would be a clean way to start something without having to worry about previous precedent or something. Yeah. So I think and, GameCube might be the way to go. And we got we got Beyond Good and Evil 2 this year, so I think that pretty much leaves Mother 3 and Half-Life 3 as the only dream games we haven't gotten yet. Yeah. 
my uh, my other out really out there uh, is I really hope Final Fantasy comes back to Nintendo. I don't care if it's a remake of an old game or a new new game. Just throw something on there, even if it's the NES. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy One. I don't what care. What if I told just, you that there was a Final Fantasy Picross potentially coming to 3DS in North America? I'd pick it up. I know. I'm probably going to buy it's free it. Free to play anyway. Oh, it is. Okay, I'm probably going to get that on my Japanese 3DS. I think that, what that's coming out in July. Yeah, I'm all like, about that. <laughs> like, I don't think they can get 15 on the Switch, and no. I have it for Xbox, so I don't need it. But it'd just be nice that something comes. Like, Maybe even if it's like I'm not a big Final Fantasy VII guy, but I would still buy the remaster if it was on Switch. Yeah. I mean, there's rumors that it might be. You know, I mean, who knows how accurate those are? But there are people saying that that's, that's going to mm-hmm. happen. That that remake may as well not exist right now, though, given the fact that it's well, I mean, it just it, got taken internal. I, I, I don't think it does. I don't think it may as well. I don't think it does. I, I think it really doesn't exist right now. I think yeah, or it it exists in complete disrepair. Um, well, I know it, you know it exists in theory, you know, in the minds yeah. of the people who truly believe in it. But it's in terms of like actual code, I don't think there's much to it at the moment. Yeah. Well, and I was disappointed that the city is not going to be on like that new. The new one there's not doesn't appear to be on Switch. Yeah, it's not really the same, but still, still, still a bummer. All right, Donald was on it, so I would get it. (laughs) Donald, what's your what's your realistic but but out there prediction? Um, I guess at this point, I I was going to say that Xenoblade Two is actually a 2017 game, but that seems to be more and more likely at this point. So I'm going to say that doesn't seem out there at this point. Yeah, still, still, I would say I would say that's maybe a hot take. But yeah, but I'm thinking at this in in light of tonight's events, I have to say I'm kind of hoping for Monster Hunter Double Cross to get announced for Switch in North America. Coming out on the same day as Monster Hunter World, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> no, coming out in like October. Yeah, I mean that that would probably be the realistic answer that there. Seems I mean, and, and it's, and it's the true successor to Monster Hunter. Yep. Just start all kinds of wars. Just, dueling Monster Hunters. This is how Capcom falls. <laughs> Although du- dueling Monster Hunter factions. Yeah, if you believe the leaks, that's actually happening. So. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, wrap this up. We did this for about an hour. I hope uh, you guys all enjoyed this and get ready for E3. Uh, I mean, I guess we are in the middle of E3 right now, but the Nintendo portion of E3 will start in real E3. All of this is like the pre-show. Nintendo is the real yeah. E3. I know. I can tell you, our our YouTube channel will will have a lot more tomorrow because right now we got we got some FIFA content and that's yes. it. God, uh, God bless Jared and Johnny. Doing their yeah. best. Well, I think uh, the door is open for Nintendo to blow us, blow everyone away, because nothing is. Yeah, I mean, this, nobody's really done that amazing. Like Nintendo's. I there have been, been solid showings, but not like incredible ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope Nintendo's is special tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, uh, probably starting between ten or eleven a.m. Eastern. Um, I kind of uh, as I'm screwing around and prepping for tomorrow. Uh, especially with this dumb heat, I expect some sort of technical difficulties. But before the Nintendo press conference, we will be streaming some arms. Uh, so so get stoked for that. Oh man! And then like uh, all the E3 excitement, I forgot arms is coming out yeah. this week. <laughs> and that's right I have, uh, as part of our, like the review copy embargo stuff, uh, I can stream two hours. So 
we'll probably be streaming two hours of ARMS total throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be streaming ARMS before the Nintendo Spotlight. Then we will, you know, prep, you know, maybe have a little bit of a pre-show, uh, watch the Spotlight, then come back and break it all down over the course of, I don't know, the next two to three months. Uh, we'll have, the takes will be flaming. Yeah, um, it'll probably get hot and heavy. Uh, and we're going to be watching Treehouse live and hanging out and hopefully you'll join us. And uh, thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, enjoy E3. I hope this is the E3 of your dreams. Yes. Because, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it is tomorrow. But thank you. Thank you, David, Donald, and JP for joining me. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.